a, it's a freaking smoke signal. Jeez. Has never anyone heard of a smoke signal before? Fuck me. Jesus. It's clever. Yeah, well done it's to clever. them. Yeah, it's clever. Well done, Peter Jackson, for inventing the smoke signal. <laughs> In a world preoccupied with professionalism, do you already think you know what a good podcast is? That's bullshit. That's not how the world works. Have you even considered any alternatives? What about uninformed hosts? Only the last watch was where I understood what her name actually was. Unwarranted and potentially liable accusations. Tom Cruise, he's just like slight kicks Brad Pitt. Audio issues. Uh, by the way, how do we record? Irrelevant tangents. Ever go like to a girl's house and then there's like oh, friends? I'll stop you there, mate. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a section we can have in. Didn't think you had. So you've never heard the semi-professionals. I did not enjoy one fucking single bit of it. You can, you can buy, buy a new, new mic, mic. You, you can record, record the whole thing live, but you, you never find a pot so brown, but you never find Jack Spears so brown, never find a mic as Nick so loud as the one we started in lockdown. You can listen you to listen fancy to podcasts, you can listen to them by the hours, but the, the only, only pop for the brave and true comes from the same professionals. <laughs> That's sync. That's sync is timeless. I'm doing the final leg for uh, Return of the King. Uh, Logline follows, or at least the one I found. The former Fellowship members prepare for the final battle. Will Frodo and Sam approach Mount Doom to destroy the One Ring? They follow Gollum, unaware of the path he is leading them to. Uh, First impressions, uh, I'm going to start with Luke. Seems this is your trilogy, uh, and this should be the, the final hoorah. When uh, when did you when did you fire see this, and what were your impressions? So I remember seeing this in the cinema, as I said last week, vividly. It was in screen ten of the Cineworld in Slough, and just for a bit of context, if you get screen ten at, in in the cinema at Slough, it means you are. You're getting the Lux. It's made it. Yeah, because it's like it's the one screen with a bit you of a four. You get mugged before you go in. You know, there used to be a bar. It's not there anymore, but there used to be, and that's <laughs> what counts. And the chairs are slightly bigger and recline just a tad. So in Slough, it's the height of you know of cinema going experiences. And I, vi- oh, yeah, I remember. Obviously, this was the last of the sort of pilgrimage um, to see the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It was a real family affair for you, wasn't it? Real family affair. I definitely know that uh, all three of us, my brother, myself and my dad were there to see it. And I remember enjoying it as much as you can imagine. Just my favourite trilogy being topped off. And I was sort of experiencing it as it was coming out as as a young man. It was very, very impressionable. And uh, I like this one. I do like it probably the least out of all three. Um, but we'll get to that. That was my first impression. Matt? The first time of this, I actually can't remember. I actually can't remember sitting down and watching this whole film the whole way through. And and for that... Maybe I, it hasn't it, happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it has happened. But you know, it's one of those ones where you, you catch it in bits. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> what kind of bits? In, just small bits. 
And then, and then having Nibbit. having wa- having watched it the whole way through, sat down and like devoted myself to watching it. So far, like it's my favorite. Um, don't know what it is about it. I think. Yeah. Fuck you, Luke. <laughs> fuck yeah. yeah. Here we go. It. It. Hoorah. <laughs> it. It might be n- novelty that I never sat down and watched it like I had the other two. But um, whereas number two felt like treading water, number one is something that I've watched loads of times. Number three was like, I, I really enjoyed it. I love, oh, I love, sick. I love wrapping everything up at the end. I like it was just very satisfying to me, and definitely the most emotional one for me as well. Wow, Nick. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know when I saw this first. Probably another sleepover, Lord of the Rings night with the lads. Um, back at the- <laughs> Precious age of 13 or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Precious age. Um, T- the tender age of 13. Yeah. Just when kids are the worst. Um, yeah. um, I This movie's long. This movie's very long. Um, I, while watching this, this time round, I noticed my arms slowly <laughs> moving across my torso, um, folding over chest to an arms crossed position. Is that because you were cold? Yes, yeah, so it's chilly. Yeah, it's cold in London now. Um, so. yeah, yeah. But big but. Um, then in the last half hour, I felt tears running down my face um, mm-hmm. quite a lot, and I had to unfold my arms, and I had to realize that this. You can almost not see this as one movie, right? This is like the last bit of one nine and a half hour long film. Mm. And the way it wraps it up in the end, I would completely agree with Matt. When you go back to the Shire and mm. you revisit all the places you've seen before, um, it, <clears throat> yeah, it's very emotional. It feels like you get you've emotional been, now. You, that was like a clear and yeah, tear cough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you feel like you've been in on, on, on quite an adventure with with the with the yeah, whole fellowship, for sure. mm-hmm. and um, for that, you know, you have to give the movie a lot of props. But in terms of all three movies, I, I do think, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, I'll keep that for the end where it falls in. But enjoyed it, enjoyed it quite a bit. Still, wow. very good. I think. Uh, well, weirdly, actually, I don't remember seeing this one in the cinema. I assume that I did because I saw the other two in the cinema with my gypsy granddad and cousin. Um, after uh, watching, just mention s- s- shout shout out to the uh, Gypsy <laughs> King of uh, Birmingham. Um, yeah, I don't. I weirdly, I don't remember seeing this one, but I think I remember my parents arguing about whether I'm old enough to see it. And that could have been maybe for the first one because I I didn't realize it was 2003. When I, when I was watching it um, on Amazon um, and obviously it says the, the year they came out, I was like, shit, 2003, like I was only 10. And I was so, and it would have been a 12A, right? Hmm. What's 12A? Is that, that's uh, accompanied by an adult. Under 12 is accompanied by adult. Okay, so that's why you I would have been go. able to see it. Yeah, your yeah grandpa you can go. But your grandpa is there asleep or <laughs> stealing things. Um, 
Pickpocket. <laughs> but pickpocketing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't remember seeing it in the cinema. And I think being a 10 year old, I wouldn't have taking it as seriously as maybe as I was now in the, in the last viewing, but also it being three, three, three hours, 20 minutes, three hours, three and a half hours. 3.15 or something like that. Yeah. I'd be like, fuck me. This is long. Uh, uh, And I was slightly annoyed actually this time that this whole trilogy has been uh, a girlfriend watch uh, and Charlotte's (laughs) fucking loved it. But they're long films and watching them after work, it's been divided into three, um, mm. uh, which is frustrating. What, what, what one film was, into three? <laughs> yeah, this time the, the the third the third one's been divided into three, like one one and one hour and slightly over for each viewing. One hour is five um, minutes. One hour is basically math. turning it into miniseries. Miniseries. Which is annoying, but also I was like, I, I like that you, I like that you complain about this, but then you admitted earlier that on the weekend you watched at least two Star Wars movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I only watched, no, so we watched the second half. We watched the second half of Return of the Jedi. We got halfway through that. Oh man, you're bitting um, it all up. But it's the thing is, uh, uh, you know, and this is this is an annoying part because mixing I wish I would have seen boy, this. Mixing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have been able to see seen this uh in the cinema where yep. you are dedicated to watching it for the three hours, twenty minutes. Like you you're going in knowing that it's gonna be this long. Uh and I wish I could have been a twenty seven year old going into the third one in the cinema, being like, This is the last one. Mm. Um and watching it at home, it obviously never is the same, but I did kind of feel like it was dragging on. But right. same, same as you, I watched the last hour, um, not long ago, a few hours ago. And I was like, shit, the, the last half an hour is intense. Like mm. emotionally, there's a mm. lot going on and you do feel like you've been on a real adventure. Um, so I, th- I would like to see this in the cinema again. That's my main <clears throat> issue with this. It's, I don't think it's a, a film you can really sit down or watch at home. Yeah, it's hard, um, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. I was I was surprised how early in the movie the big battle is. In my head, mm. that was way mm. later, but it's basically... What is it called? It's the midpoint. Like the midpoint. midpoint. Yeah. Yes. Cracking midpoint. How much actual... You know, I, I I knew that they go back to the Shire and I um, they can get on the boat and stuff like that, but I didn't remember how much time that takes, really. Um, but I kind of liked it because you get the whole, you know, people coming back from war and all the stuff that they used to know isn't the same anymore. Like when they're sitting in the in the in the pub and they cheer, it's like in their in your in their faces, you can really see. Okay, we're we're back here, but we can't enjoy this like we used to anymore because we've mm-hmm. we've seen all this all this shit. Like we've seen heads being chopped off and stuff like that. We've been kidnapped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really good. One of the better pieces of acting, I think. That, yeah, that that comes from I think Tolkien's own experiences as a soldier as well. 
True. Mm. Yeah, um, of course. And and they it massively sort of influenced all, all the writing here and the shell shock that he would have seen soldiers coming back in himself. Um, mm. I do think yeah. the for me the battle. I don't know. It's it's one of those things that is the classic complaint with this movie from from people is the endings too long. There are so many endings and all this, but it's it's the same as the battle coming in early. It's like you need to to top off such a trilogy of such scope and scale. It would be weird to have anything shorter, like mm. to have it balanced and to have it right to mm. to finish it off like it deserves. It needs to have the length of the length of battle and then the length of the sort of denouement at the end to wrap everything up as well and really mm. feel like as jack said you've been on an adventure and i think that's a great way to wrap to describe kind of the latter half of this film is you do feel the passing of time and also the effect on especially frodo at the end and it's a pretty like hard-hitting ending mm. and i think mm-hmm. it's something yeah. i didn't really fully understand as a kid yeah um, yeah but it's essentially saying that frodo needs to die really and there yeah. was a lot of like back and forth, I think, when it came out as to what really, what was the meaning of Frodo, Frodo's fate. Yeah. And it is that he can't really handle normal life. Mm. And obviously it's a world slightly different than ours. So the interpretations are going to be a bit mixed, but yeah, pretty, pretty hefty. Mm. Has anyone, has anyone seen the extended? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Luke has. Is Nick, you didn't know. Oh, no, Luke how showed me a extended? few scenes. Which I, which maybe we should talk about because I thought that I was, was gonna, very interesting. Have you seen Would it you yet? think it? No. I, do you know what? I think I maybe have started it once, um, oh. and then got and then got really drunk and fell asleep, fell asleep <laughs> on the sofa. Um, Fucking on brand, bud. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, would you say the extended there is? It makes a bit more not sense, but there are other things that ties it in a little better? Mm, not particularly. I think the theatrical is great. I actually think with with the films, the extendeds get weaker. So I think mm. the extended for Fellowship of the Ring, and, and this is mostly due to just the sheer length of the films as well. You know, I think a film has to be in a certain restricted, you know, time limit. Otherwise, you're just... You're dis- your bladder, your attention, it just everything starts to run out. Yeah. And uh, um, in this one, it wraps a few more things up, but I wouldn't say it makes more sense or adds to it. For example, a scene early on where they go and confront Saruman at his tower, there's yeah. a whole conflict there. So Le- mm. Legolas picks off Wormtongue. Uh, there's a bit of a skirmish between between Wormtongue and Saruman at the top of the tower. Um it's a really clunky scene. I think Tolkien purists really love it. And because of its omittance from uh, the script, uh, well, from the movie, sorry, they did shoot it. Uh, Christopher Lee no longer had a place in the film at all. Um, and he was, and he's a really hard, hardcore Tolkien fan. And he was saying that was very pure, like the book. But to mm. me, in, 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 a, in terms of a movie fan, it was very. Mm. It's quite a clunky scene, and it was to round off uh, Saruman's passing. And he actually he he falls off the tower, and he lands on this big spiked wheel, and gets submerged <laughs> under the water. It's pretty cool, yeah. like as a set piece. Um, yeah. But I'd, I thought it was wise to to, to cut that out. Is that how he it drops just, his ball? Stuff like that. Yeah, and that's how the ball gets down there. The Palantir mm. that 
Pippin and Pippin. Yeah, what do you guys what do you guys think about the whole the whole thing when Saruman dies and they basically now in the theatrical version just you know he he's got no power and that's how he got beat mm. in a way. I kind of would have liked to see something like like what I you like just body. said, Luke. Just something to know like what's actually because to me he's still a wizard, right? A powerful wizard. <clears throat> just to, mm. to know what happened. I think the nature of, of Middle-earth, though, is so expansive that you're never going to know everything. And so that's mm. why I give it a pass, because I know that there's a lot in the story that you're not going to know where they end up. I know he's a massive part of it, but I per I can understand that. I personally didn't have a problem with that. I feel like it, he was also, it was kind of past Saruman at that stage. It was more the big baddie, which was Sauron and his, and getting to Mordor. So I was happy with moving past mm. it and sort of, because the fall of Isengard, fall of Isengard, like is reflective of the fall of him. So, I right. guess, yeah. yeah. Do do in the extended editions? Do they go into how Sam finds the ring, or something like that? Because that was something like this time round watching. Oh, what, in the like, tower. Yeah, he just like rocks up all of a sudden and has 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 the ring. Um, mm. I guess that's he finds when he's the sword. at Frodo's. He's at Frodo's body, no? Yeah. After after the spider wraps Frodo up and then Sam comes along, he's like at the body and it's kind of, it's one of those things, it's a well, kind of a little red herring where we don't see the final moments of Sam with Frodo mm. before mm. the orcs come along. He just kind of disappears. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And it's only, it's only then that's, where it's like. <clears throat> that's heavily implied as, as to how any scene would deal with that, I think, as a reveal. Yeah. It's like, it's like keeping your hand and then, and then paying it off later. Mm. I don't think that's just, that's, uh, just leans in into the paranoia of, of Frodo as well. Just in terms yeah. of what, what it, what the ring would potentially do to Sam. The first time he touches it and stuff like that, I guess they didn't, they don't go into. Well, that I think then. you know what actually because I, I've only those last moments I only saw literally a couple of hours ago, but um, I never really understood the final moments of Frodo and Sam in uh, fuck, what's the mountain called? The volcano. Mount Doom. Mount Doom. Um, that's pretty basic, isn't it? Mount yeah. Doom. <laughs> After all, Osgiliath, Galadriel, what are we going to call the volcano? Or, or we'll call it Mount Doom. Oh no, Mount Doom. Mount, Mount Goldblum. <laughs> well, there's also the Misty Mountains because they're Misty. Ma Mount Blum. Mount Blum. Um, yeah, just how, how it should be. Well, when Frodo, he's about to put it into the, uh, into the lava, into the, into the mountain, then Sam's kind of like, he's, uh, Sam's the purest in the mm. end mm -hmm. isn't he um and he's the one who like has the has the best moral compass i think that's encapsulated there in the same way as it i guess you would the same way luke was saying about looking past things the same way you would look past it in the way that sam handles it the first time he picks it up is that this whole time the ring hasn't meant anything to sam he's his like motivation is Frodo, right? Mm. Um, he wavers a bit when he gives it back, though. Yeah, and that was intentional. Yeah. So mm. in the, in the director's commentary, they talked about that, and they and th when they first directed the scene, they were talking about how really Sam's motivation was 
his uh his hesitation was to save Frodo because it could he could see what it was doing to him. And then in the end they actually went, No, actually I think, you know, even you are tempted to keep it mm. at that moment. And there's just some sort of urge which is keeping it in your hand. But um if you think about if in terms of when they first pick it up, it's only if you really think about it, Gandalf that can't physically pick it up without it causing that massive shock in, in the in the Fellowship of the Ring when it's in on the floor of Bag End. Uh, oh, is it is it because he's such a powerful person? They were just a big alarm bell. So, okay. in the same token that that Frodo could pick it up without problem, Sam mm-hmm. could also do the same, and he's not already being corrupted by it. So, there wouldn't be any problem with Sam handling it, um, but there is a slight hesitation when he gives it back, and I think that gives even more power to the ring because it's like even Sam can be tempted. Mm. Mm. But nice. then people right. people do immediately get it, get that connection from the ring, like we see in the. In the opening scene, right? It immediately calls to to Smeagol and Deagle, and mm-hmm. there's there's like he literally sees it and murders for it, and mm-hmm. then uh, I don't know. And again, sorry to keep referring to the commentary, but they they do say that uh, Smeagol was particularly vulnerable to it in whatever way, and they knew that people that, would have they would yeah same they would have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they knew people would have gripes with the, you know, how quickly people, some people get attached to it. But it's like anything. It's like, it, I wish I had that, have... the same confidence in my own work was, I was okay with other people having gripes with certain <laughs> moments. Just be, being okay to shoot a whole thing mm. and being like, it's fine. Like some yeah. people have addictive personalities and some people don't. And there is a massive spectrum. Uh, yeah, I kind of get that, but you have to have a taste of something first before you, um, you it, know, really it, dive. It'd be nice if we saw. Sorry, if we saw Smeagol maybe fighting his mate for a fish before the ring even came along. Yeah, so, yeah, but that diminishes the power of the ring. The ring is the point. The ring is going to bring if whatever is underneath out of you if it's there. Yeah, but to, but, but we don't know it's in him, so we assume that that reaction should happen to everyone. It's a weird one. Mm-hmm. I think it's a weird one because even even if you go to the cut, um, flashbacks of a sealed door, and even even he gets to the point where he's over the lava. So I get that there's like it, how corruptive the or corrosive the no wait <laughs> it is metal corrupting <laughs> corrupting uh, the ring is. Um, but even he gets, he, even he has the motivation to get to that point where he's very close to dropping it. Um, mm. and then opening with Smeagol, basically like seeing it once for the very first time, uh, and then having the will to kill someone. His best mate. Is it his, his, <laughs> be, it, is it his, uh, is it his cousin? cousin or his best cousin? friend? Yeah, his cousin. Yeah. So Jack, I don't know if you have the same question about, about Smeagol in the beginning, but is he meant to be like schizophrenic already or handicapped? <laughs> because he, 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 before he even touches the ring, he refers to himself as us and he. Oh, yeah. I didn't know if that was slang. You know, like, give us it. Like they say that but up north, didn't they, Joe? But he's the only one yeah, that does like it. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> This is particular vernacular. I mean, to be honest, mate. I, I don't know. Luke answers. 
to be honest, mate, this, uh, <laughs> yeah, this, we're getting a bit hung up on this. I think he's saying it as a colloquialism. <laughs> oh, mate, and, super um, question. It's, it's, an, it's a powerful, addictive uh, substance, if you will, if you're going to sort of relate it to real life. And he's particularly vulnerable. And uh, But maybe because he's of lower intellect. Yeah, but I'm not sure what set in math, science and English he was in, in primary or secondary school and whether he got held back years and <laughs> I know it's but um, yeah, he is yeah. just vulnerable. It's weird. It's weird because I like I didn't like that scene and that kind of backstory to. Did you Smeagol. like the fish, the animated fish? Uh, the, what, what about the bit where where he's led through by the by the fishing line? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll always That's have a, a problem with the way that they shot underwater stuff as well. Oh, man, because it's so it's so obvious that they've just got. A wind machine or a leaf blower next to them and comes yeah. all in. However, I did think that actually um, this is where uh, I got Gollum mm. as a character. Mm. I like that scene uh, and, in and, general. That we and his place in the whole the whole world of things and the and the way that his influence on the ring and where it goes. Is he the new um, uh, character we can all relate to? Like Boromir. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets worse and worse. <laughs> At the end, you'll be like, you know, when I was a kid, I really liked Aragorn, but Sauron has got a point. <laughs> I now see that. Now I'm a jaded, you know, almost 30 yeah. year old. Sauron, yeah. <laughs> he's onto something. Because right? the thing is, the, the goblins were so oppressed. Yeah. The goblins were oppressed for their whole lives. <laughs> Yeah. And I just, I, I kind of get their yeah. side of things. The craftsmanship as well. It's phenomenal. Iron. That's cast iron <laughs> that their formula will be shaped. So. In just a few weeks, they built an army. Like, that's, that's pretty impressive. Oh. You know, Denethor, you're going to have favourites, you know, between in your children. <laughs> is, it, is it true, Luke, maybe you'll be able to answer this. The name Gollum comes from him going, Gollum. Yeah. That's his, yeah, that's his that's, hope. That's from that. Wow. Isn't that the yeah. bit that he loses the ability to say his own name and it merges into Gollum or something like that as well? I thought that's him just. It's chunder. from the cough. It's from how it sounds. It's cough. Yes. Yeah. I have to say the the so you you in that after that murdering scene you get to see all the different stages of Gollum. <laughs> and, so good. And I the I think the last Terrified. one the last yes. one before he goes full. Um, motion capture and his circus. Um, I think for me that would like. Why didn't they just make him that? Like physical makeup, get like a, a, a small guy to act him. Like mm -hmm. it's the facial get, expressions, no? Because once he's got full prosthetics on, like you're pretty limited to what you can do. Oh, you're saying less latitude if he's just like kind of made up to shit. He's just all yeah. plastic. Yeah, exactly. And he said with Gollum, they could, um, you know, he, he, he has got quite a lot of facial expressions. He frowns and things like this. Yeah, he's more animated. But, he's more of a creature. He's more wretched. He's, he looks like, like he was depicted in the novels. It's not, he doesn't look as human as he do, does in the, the penultimate stage of, of Gollum, Smeagol to Gollum. And I guess the way he but moves But he looks as sketchy well. sometimes. Yeah. That's what I mean. Technically. Do you know, it's, you know what, actually, I, I, I I do agree. Sometimes we we talked about that last time, no? Well, not for two thousand and two though. I was about to say two thousand three actually. Um, <laughs> and he looks pretty flawless now, even. 
it's 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 not bad, is it? Really, sometimes in his not environment, bad. it's the biggest breakthrough in CG in the last fifty years, man. Oh, let's wait till the Matrix then. It's okay. <laughs> not bad. Mm. Christ Almighty! Like, where's my shield and sword? Have you seen two hundred <laughs> Agent Smiths fight Neo? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about breakthroughs. Two hundred the same man fight Neo. <laughs> it's it, it's aged pretty well, and I thought the same of the trolls and the oliphants. The oliphants are cool. Yeah, um, I disagree with all of that. Really? I thought I thought that all this stuff. Oh, I, I, I can get on board with Gollum. Go. No, look, I can get on board with Gollum. I can't get on board with. Um, some some of the some of the animation where like the catapults fire the bricks into the and it like explodes. I it, love that. There come might have on, to be some, some screen but, sharing on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's come to that. But look, the, in Kangaroo in the court. last in the first battle scene, there was none of that. It looked flawless because I think there was way less CG stuff. Why did they go so heavy? on it in this battle scene yeah do they have injective funds as they go let's say the first one does well and they're like oh we have a big battle to film in five months time would the studio go oh well you've really done well for the first film so we're going to give you loads of money well not not i mean I, i'm not i don't know but it was shot all together on and they would flip back and forth between films so i don't think so mm. but, uh, but maybe hold on hold on hold up holding because we've we've briefly spoken this week already outside of this podcast about how the first film was ingested as film uh, and used by used chemicals in the grading process but then we've learned that the second and third have gone into digital ingestion di ingestion so would that indicate that there would be more funds involved in the post-production for the second and third films? I think they'd get injections. Just, <laughs> just pure conjecture, but they got to. If, if the first one's done really well and they're in post on the second one, the studio can say, you've done really well. And <clears> if they, they definitely have grounds to get a little more money. Mm. I mean, I'm sure that happens on most film projects, to be yeah. fair. Um, but mm -hmm. all, all all we can go on on this is that how Wikipedia tallies it up, like um, <laughs> what IMDb says. I mean, how could we know? <laughs> you know, like at the end of the day, when it's all finished, they can then divide the number by three and tell you that was the original budget. We're never going to know how many mm. extra mm. injections of cash there were mm. into it. But I do know this is that half, you know, a lot of scenes in The Return of the King were shot three years apart because they did some of them right at the beginning of principal photography and also did a massive pickup shoot a year after the last shot was supposed to be t uh, shot. So mm. who knows? I mean, prob probably there was more money introduced along the way, mm. but it is, it is it a project it, where sure. it was shot. Mm. It was shot. So uh, sporadically in terms of chronology, it was shot as one movie, just like you'd shoot uh, one movie, right? You wouldn't shoot it chrono chronologically. It, some some certain locations in New Zealand worked for bits in the Fellowship, and then 10 metres away would work great for a bit in the Return of the King. And they were preemptive of that, and they did that. And a number of times they confirmed that they did shoot things 
that far apart in the f- movies, but that close together. That's crazy. Location. Yeah. Imagine, imagine there's two, there's a scene where, I don't know, we could be talking to each other and they could be shot years apart. Dude, mm. there's so much of that you wouldn't believe. And it, it's mm. definitely not ideal for the actors. And Peter Jackson was saying um, that, uh, what was it? So they'd go out and shoot on location a lot of times. And if it rained, they would have a dry set on standby to shoot in case they couldn't get the stuff that they wanted to get. And so they would bring this mobile location with them and they found out that the easiest stuff that they could shoot dry and that they could bring with them were polystyrene rock stuff. So they shot a sequence on the stairs, you know, the vertical stairs next to the Minis Morgul in the third film on, I think, the first week of shooting The Fellowship, which is insane. Mm. And Peter Jackson said, look, I'm really sorry, guys, but we can't shoot out outdoors today. It's going to rain all day. We have to do some stuff in Return of the King. Imagine just getting your kind of toe dipped into the pond with your character at yeah. the beginning of the journey and then having to shoot stuff where Frodo's banishing Sam, <laughs> like t- telling him to go home. Uh, it's really crazy. Mm. I mean, mm. that is insane. Yeah. yeah, but also I th- as an actor, sh- you, you should if you're a good actor at least you should have the depth right that on one day you can do one thing, on another day you you can do another. And I have no idea, and I'll repeat that I have no idea how real Hollywood movies are made. <laughs> Don't put yourself down, but. As a prof- as a professional, like if you were told, like okay, like we're we're struggling here, it's raining, we can't do this scene, but we have got these scenes that we can p- p- you know, pick up on. Can you know, can you adapt to that? Surely they'd be like, yeah, fine. Like, it's not. Mm. You you yeah. you couldn't tell, right? You can you, you wouldn't be able to say. Uh, what it comes down to is if you've got your character down. Yeah. Uh, if the if the character's badly written, then you can't get into that character. It doesn't matter how. It's going to be much harder to slip into character if you can't imagine its progression. But if mm. you if you have got the character of Sam down, which is a brilliantly written character, has a, an amazing arc, you can sort of project that arc and sort of slot yourself in maybe later down the line and mm. project how you're going to get there in terms of development. I yeah. think that all comes from the writing. If the writing's good, I think that characters uh, actors have more latitude to do that. And Hollywood actors, when they get to that stage of filmmaking, they have to do things like that. Mm. I mean... Mm. It's not like indie filmmaking anymore. You can't be precious. Pros and cons as well. Yeah, pros and cons of doing it like that was, let's say Frodo, he's just got into character of start of the journey, love Sam, and then being asked to like kind of argue with him, like the end of his tether. It might be nice that he has his love for Sam at the forefront because in that argument, there's still the weight of that, that friendship in the rejection anyway. Yeah, it's not like a complete "I hate you." He still has to carry that that fondness. There's things mm. you can use, right? Yeah, in that in that process, but it's not it's not ideal for anyone. I, I don't yeah. think. And Peter Jackson didn't want to do it, but they were given a certain amount of days, and there were so many things to shoot. I think they were. It was just a rolling process, and they kept rewriting scenes, as I was saying before. And, yeah. yeah, I know crazy. we kind of said, well. On the fellowship, we spoke so much about production. 
Um, but even now that we're on the on the last one, I still genuinely can't get over how huge this production is and how committed like the whole crew and cast must have have to have been to like allow for this performances for a day where it's raining so they're shooting the third film and then a couple of days later they're shooting the first film like yeah insane it's crazy luke Luke, do you know if there's like um if is there like footage of them wrapping the last scene like during original principal photography i would like Mm. to watch that and potentially cry yeah there's dude (laughs) frodo's last scene yeah peter jackson basically was Sally him. let's go again let's get one more for safety oh he didn't want to stop shooting and he was just sat behind the monitor telling him telling elijah to do just one more for luck and Jesus. he wouldn't rap and it was like it was clear that it was just an emotional block and yeah it, it's an insane behind the scenes bit to watch it's great i mean it's easily f- findable on youtube but yeah um, they no i think none of them wanted to leave but also a, such a huge, massive shoot that you'd also be probably gagging to go home by then. I want to take back what I said about CG earlier as well. It was a bit harsh. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> now, come on, stick it with was, it. No, no it, it's it, it is. It is. Like, it's the episode. Same the episode after you apologize as this one. It's like 20 minutes. This is like 20 minutes later. <laughs> no, no. I've had some time to reflect. Yeah, uh, it, what's changed? It was 2003. It was 2003. There's a couple of dodgy shots in there. It's, it doesn't ruin the movie for no, me. No, come on. I'm I just, go I'm just the, wondering let's, why they Let's talk did, about the ghosts. Well, we can do that in a second. I'm just wondering why they didn't do as much practical stuff as they did in, in Two Towers, for example. More close-up stuff. Why is it all these swooping wide shots and stuff mm. like that during the fight? Mm. I, I just maybe little... That's part of why right. I don't like it as much. I mean, I, I think the battle is not done as well. I think yeah. there was pressure to scale it up. Yeah, they're trying to get in scale. It's like the big one. Right. Yeah. I, right. I remember what you said from the the, the two towers where um, you mentioned that Peter Jackson said we need to be with the main actors every two shots or so because we got great action, but we lose the story. And that's basically what happens here, isn't it? You yeah. There's so many shots of just people fighting and they introduce all these new characters i don't even know what he's called was it ruth mog or something like that the the guy Goth Goth Mog. Mog. <laughs> um and then there's yeah, other right. like leaders and you know it's why aren't we just with the people that we kind of know i guess a little bit more but they're i guess they're not there unfortunately which is unfortunate <laughs> oh, i mean i agree Goes, yeah yeah i think you i think is there's pressure to top helms deep there's pressure to mm. wrap everything up in this battle. Mm. Um, it's definitely my least favorite part of the film. It's just a bit uh, big, isn't it? It is too it big. It feels, yeah. Also, it's down like to stuff the... like, in my opinion, simple stuff like I associate the night shoot of Helm's Deep and how it was at night being more epic yep. than stuff just happening mm-hmm. during the day. Like simple stuff the like The rain. Mm. Right. It was not as epic. Charge, Charge of Rohan was was nice for me. I thought that was pretty sick. Oh, okay. Which yeah. one? Charge of Rohan. The, yeah, yeah the, that's great. Yeah, because that, so this is what 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 what's missing with with the Minister, right? There's no build up to the fight, 
they basically get there and then they're like, release the prisoners. They fire the things and immediately the farts, uh, the fart, the fart starts. Um, <laughs> hey, oh, classic swapity swap. Um, <laughs> immediately the fight starts. But with when, when the writers of Rohan comes, there's that great build-up scene where it's like, death, 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 death. Mm-hmm. And you're they're charging up also. Almost cried there. Great scene. And mm-hmm. then they go in. Um, but, you know, with the, the big the, fight, yeah, there's no build-up. It is a bit of a squiffy start with, with Faramir and trying to in, like, intercepting them with kind of a, yeah. half, a half-assed interception <laughs> where they just wait for them at the boats when they come in. And then too complicated. And they have to get past that in order to take that, even though, yeah, uh, I agree with I that. think if you compare it to the two towers as well, you have Gandalf who literally gives a timeline of when he's going to save the day. Mm. Um, and then with this, it's kind of like everyone's almost a step behind mm-hmm. and they're kind of like trying to keep up with the pace of Mordor attacking Minas Tirith. But when whenever when the writers of Rohan arrive, like it, it, it's a big battle. It's intense, but it just doesn't have the same impact as this. They they essentially come and save the day, and the same way that Aragorn jumps off the boat, that happens pretty quickly. But it just doesn't have the same impact as Gandalf does in Two Towers when he's riding down the hill, mm. and it's like yeah. it's that endurance of them firing each wave off. Mm-hmm. And you get the same at Minas Tirith where they finally break through the front gate and mm-hmm. all that is quite procedural. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, oh yeah, matey boys just turned up on his horses and they'll come in and do their bit. And in comes Aragorn with his ghosty mates. Mm-hmm. And I That's found like that was a, so it's, annoying, I, the ghosts. I just, I found like it was cheating a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're invincible. <laughs> I couldn't get on and board they have with it. Thousands of them. Mm. It's like mm. I, I like. I do it's like enjoy the sentiment. The the tying in Aragorn and and him as king being able to pardon them. Yeah, I like. Yeah. I, I agree that the rules are a bit clunky of what they can do, but I did like the sentiment of he's stepping into his role. Um, mm. yeah, no, I, I, I like that a lot. That's, that's the strength of it, right? Mm. But it's just it's a shame there. It's a saving grace, battle. really. That element is. It, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just too big. I think a Helm's Deep is such a focused battle. You understand the geography of the wall. You understand what needs to happen on both sides. Jackson mm. was also saying that, you know, in the book, there's all the regions across Middle Earth are being attacked by Mordor, mm-hmm. which is what you don't get in the film. And he said mm-hmm. that would have even yeah. been more sporadic, but I do think it's still too sporadic in the whole Minas Tirith that they get flanked by the Rohirrim and then the boats come in from the, from whatever side and it's, yeah. it's a bit bitty. Yeah. It's like, we didn't know that the, the ship could arrive there next to it because it wasn't seeded. Whereas at, um, right. at, at Helm's Deep before they, they seeded the, the bombs at Saruman yeah. like 40 minutes earlier, they seeded the weakness in the, at the same time they seeded the weakness at Helm's Deep in the, it's like the, the Death Star. Yeah. In the, in the well great mm. thing. So yeah. it, it was just a lot more, planned out you didn't really understand what could or couldn't happen and what people there was no uh, bomb under the table it just true the overall the design of ministerial is so iconic though mm. yeah that city looks so cool the oh, way yeah. it's built up to the 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 rock and then the long kind of pillar that's part of the mountain 
um as just so well i don't i mean don't know how it's described in the books but to that's such an iconic design and to have that huge plaza on top mm. where he then later jumps down that's the one shot that i think sticks in my head most um mm. is, yeah is what's his name dead dead uh denethor, denethor jumping down mm. there that's like a worthy swooping shot that's like yeah, yeah i was gonna say it's yeah. the only one that kind of is worth Motivate. breaking mm. the the physical like aspect of the production design and the effects mm. like the one yeah. i will allow to be in cg mm. and it's, it's fucking great shot what do we th- what yeah. do we think about his sorry Luke. Minister- i was just about to say that the set of ministerith a lot of it was real they um. built entire uh passageways those big wide streets you see ascending into ministerith they mm. built a the most impressive set that was on the Lord of the Rings in total, even more impressive than Helm's Deep, brought that whole city to life. Mm, and so they cool. built them in such a way where they could reshoot those streets in a different from a different angle and it looked like a completely different street. So mm, they could just right. have Gandalf sort of continuously ascending into the into the city on his horse. Oh, unbelievable set. Mm. It was like a literally going on holiday to sort of Italy or South France and just walking around a a sort mm. of hillside village, crazy. Yeah, anyway, amazing. sorry. Sorry, and it it was the, the the motivation of the what's the steward's name? Denethor. 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 I I I got it in Two Towers. The the brothers and and he had a he had a favorite. The favorite died. He doesn't like the one left. But in this one, I felt uh, I he lost me a little bit. Like the the disconnect between his motivation. He not only is not his favorite, he he hates him not sh- not entirely sure why not only does he hate him he wants to kill him even though he knows he's alive and i can and if he wanted to kill him to to gain himself like let's say if faramir was due the in some way some type of power if he was around that the father wouldn't get i could understand that but he was it was like a murder suicide he was doing and i didn't really get mm. why he did that I don't know if anyone else. I think it's just like a defeatist attitude, right? Mm -hmm. Everything he loved, he's grieving over, and he's not interested in anyone else. In in, he's not being a leader in terms of sort of getting past that and and standing up for anybody else in terms of his whole city. He's just he's just being defeatist. He's just kind of letting his grief overtake him and not, mm. not act. But it was like, I think it was hatred. Was I, thing to I felt hatred for, for his son. I didn't understand the hatred. Like he, he was, he, he wanted to kill Faramir, like, like actively kill him. It's wrapped up in, in, in the, where he says, I wish that, wish it was, do you wish that Boromir would have stayed instead of me? Yeah. Mm. yeah and i think that's where it comes from yeah. Took the wrong son him. Yeah. yeah also the decision to the murder suicide thing isn't that a result from him seeing the armies in front of uh ministerith and then being like right okay this is this there's is way no out. way we can we can win this mm. i want to die like the old kings used to die even though i'm just a steward because he then ah. walks into that that thing and he's like the crypt this is where the, yeah where, mm-hmm. the, where the kings used to get burned or something that, like that, that makes sense it's trying to cheat a legacy in some way quickly something like that. yeah okay but, so he is so bitter yeah. <laughs> it's just bitter in every way he's a great he does some great um some great eat acting 
eats acting. Yeah, it's so like the, the way never he forget eats <laughs> never the, forget. the the cherry tomatoes, mm. the chicken. Oh, that's fucking great. That's and how good is it that that is opposite scenes of war where his mm-hmm. own son is out there about to be slain? Mm. I find yeah. the the decision to show him eating. And it's a very deliberate one because they cross cut it with that slow yeah. motion mm. battle stuff is such a perfect mm. thing because really he should be disgusted by a loss of life. And, and the fact that he's still got an appetite and not only an appetite is he's like scoffing food. Mm. It's so yeah. great. As yeah. He's murdering a chicken. Yeah. So yeah. there's even like a the, of blood with a tomato or something. Isn't there? And wine. Yeah. 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 Um, the last shot is, is yeah. The red coming. Yeah. Um, so is steward a title? It is, right? Like to be a steward. Yeah, he's like a caretaker. Mm. A, yeah. But then, but what, what does he mean later when he dies? Like when he thinks that, that Faramir dies, he's like, the line of steward has ended. I didn't understand. His line has ended. But he's then, got no sons left. Why wouldn't, he, why wouldn't he say whatever his last name is? I don't think he oh. says steward. He does. Yeah, I'm, yeah, he, I'm pretty he sure says, he does. Yeah, pretty sure he says. Ended. Yeah, something like that. Stewards. I think, I guess, because he had Faramir would have been the next steward. So, what's oh, the story with I, I, with, I, I with think, Gondor I think that's in general? More, I think that's more to like, for me. That's more to do with like his delirium towards him essentially being king. Like he, mm. he right? He thinks he's the king. Yeah, uh, and yeah, he I, has been. And I imagine that his family would have been the stewards of Gondor. Oh, so that's their lineage. Yeah. They're always going to be yeah, stewards. They'll be the stewards. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Unless okay. a king right. comes forth. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, okay. since since the Sildors, you know, not being on the throne and his heir haven't come forth or whatever, but I imagine that's him being like, well, you know, we've been stewards for the last 200 years. Like, I'm essentially the king. Mm. Um, and now, now... My favorite son's dead, and now the other shit son's dead. So mm. it's kind of like a very pathetic Aragorn's ending. Been pissing about. Yeah, yeah. Aragorn's been playing in the prancing pony, been like banging birds and mm. you know drinking booze. Yeah. Just mm. sort of doesn't give a around, shit. Really, Does fuck not around with shit. hobbits. <laughs> just on tour on his own under a hood. You know, classic. It's, really. it, it, just it, fucking bachelor behavior. It sums up his his bitterness in a way because. To be steward is almost to be second, and that's all he has. And the fact that he yeah. considers it on par, and as you say, Nick, he he thinks he deserves a king's burial, but he's uh, he'll never be that. Mm. Yeah. Um, I just want to talk about maybe Sam and Frodo's arc in this because we haven't touched on it yet. I I really love the way uh, they open with Sam saving the lamness bread for the way home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and him not realizing there isn't going to be one, Frodo doesn't voice it, and then by the end, it's Sam that thinks he's sort of can, it's, it's, it's like one way journey, Frodo, mm-hmm. which is really yeah. cool. Like I, I just love that as a, a little setup and a payoff. Mm-hmm. I think those are really the keystones to sort of emotional storytelling. Is that little a little thing at the beginning, and you pay it off with the, with the art little change. Yeah, I really like that. Um, yeah, they're much stronger for me what, what, in terms of not treading water. Oh, yeah, right. It's all going on in this one for me, I think. And it really, it's their film. Yeah, I think. Uh, and they, the filmmakers, say it themselves. Is there's two towers? Is as we said last week, is Aragorn and Legolas mm-hmm. and Gimli's film, and 
this film is Frodo and Sam and Gollum's film. Mm. Um, so what did we think of them through? It's great. It's really good. It's really good. It's really fucking Let me see if I've written, I've written a whole page of notes. Someone, let me have a, a breeze. Someone feel free to chime in. You don't have to wait for my notes. Okay, I'll try and put a filler in. Thank you. Yes, it's quite interesting, actually. Um, oh, well, sorry, Jack. That was very quick. I, uh, no, sorry. I, <laughs> I, was about to, I was about to lead on to a really good point, Matt, but no, no, no. I was, yeah, I was about to lead on to something. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's just a lovely line. Um, uh, don't, don't go where I can't follow. When um, mm. uh, what what bit is that? When he's very very Padme Amidala. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is, but I agree. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll eventually. It would it would have to be said with absolutely zero emotion and like a robot. Then it would be <laughs> Padme Amidala. Do not go where I cannot follow. Do not go where I can follow. <laughs> I think I'm catching on what it <laughs> what it could be. Um. I think the best Gollum scene is in this film. Um, even though Two Towers was Gollum's breakout year and, you know, the the point where they sort of really cracked it, I think his reflection in the water scene is mm, that's good, isn't is it? the one that uh, me and my brother sort of just constantly quoting mm. yeah. in the last 20 years. Yeah. Go on, qu- really quote good. it again. Who wants to saw them? <laughs> Dad. Why are you lying, little maggot? <laughs> Very good. It's a good turning point because he's like, from Two Towers, we've had his two split personalities like going against each other. And then this one, they've interlinked. Yeah, it's been one over. It's, it's been cells interlinked. Really. Yeah. Cells interlinked. <laughs> uh, and, it, and that's, yeah, fucking good scene where uh, his kind of good side He's actually like, yeah, let's fucking kill them. Let's mm. do this. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in for this. And once the spots the bones out, we find it and talks it for me. <laughs> and then Gollum's like, for us. And the girl's, yeah, we're not for us. Yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that even Smeagol's trying to kind of do one over Gollum. Yeah. That's good. Oh, and the has- line at the end. Sorry. No, no, you go ahead. But just where where Smeagol goes, uh, uh, Frodo goes. Smeagol promise, and he goes. Smeagol loud. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that that has my favorite Gollum animation there, where in the beginning of that scene where he's still sleeping, and he's he's talking in his sleep, and it looks (laughs) so fucking good. It looks so real. And then I was wondering, maybe that's because we actually can't see his eyes. Because the eyes are closed, so maybe that's easier to to animate mm. in a way. But I thought that was yeah, that was really good. Yeah, brilliant scene. Can't believe they did that twenty years ago. It's incredible. Oh. Mm-hmm. Great scene. Yeah. Um. Um. Don't know what I was going to say. I, I think Mary and Pippin are strong in this. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I like that they mirror. Mm-hmm. I think that actually. Uh, they both co- kind of commit their services to separate kings, or one to the steward and one to Theoden. Mm-hmm. The the scene in which uh, Mary actually approaches Theoden and says, I'll, "I commit my servitude to you," and he and Theoden says, "You'll be an esquire of Rohan," is actually in the extended edition. I wish that would have stayed in there because it really mirrors each both of their journeys oh, growing up. As well. 
Yeah, yeah, he goes up to him on the on sort of that next to their sort of shed. Mm. <laughs> There's a lot of solidified romances and relationships in this. Mm. Um, and it's, and actually the, the one thing that me and Luke have spoken about before from the extended is slightly small tangent, but, uh, is Arrowin and Faramir coming together. Yeah. They're pictured together um, at the wedding. The theatrical, right at the end, that doesn't, yeah. doesn't come it across. Doesn't, doesn't it doesn't address it. But there's, there's a lot of those kind of things where people have had their journeys and found themselves mm. meeting towards the end, mm. uh, and wrapping kind up of, of stories, yeah. isn't it? I think the, yeah, I think the two, secondary the two shot at the wedding of them um, in theatrical, I think, is enough. When I saw that, I was like, oh, sweet. They might get together. Yeah, because it's, it's quite a lot for him She's to... He's settled. He's, <laughs> Aragorn's basically... <laughs> <Yeah>. Massively. <laughs> Jewish. Uh, yeah, I'll go with him. I, th- I think Aragorn the, later I'll go on, non- Carrying on with our conversation I'll the, last week. Yeah. I'll take the son of the steward. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take the non-dead brother. <laughs> I can't take the... King, <laughs> but, I can fix him. He's sad, <laughs> but but she um he's super sad. She gets she gets uh I was gonna, she, I was gonna say she gets put down. <laughs> she gets, <laughs> she, she bit someone. She's not a fucking horse. <laughs> that's mate. a go. <laughs> go someone rabies. No, no, that's getting edited. What, what, she, are, she, are we talking about the the romance between her? She and gets she gets this she gets dismissed twice by oh, Aragorn. By Aragorn right? Yeah, she gets, although yeah, dropped two like towers, a hot potato two, by Aragorn. Yeah, yeah she, in the two times he's like, "I'm sorry, I can't give you what you seek." He's we giving her that. big time fuck eyes. No, yeah. that's, that's then, literally my first note in this. When he's when he's, and then he's like, when he's drinking from the chalice, he, he not, oh yeah, it's that he not looks at her a little bit, yeah, big time. I uh, don't blame her for mm-hmm. for, for lecture. Yeah, bless her. But then, and then when he goes to the oh, seat of the dead, and and he's like, you know, giving her the whole little, yeah, see you soon, babes. Yeah, bye bye. It's a classic. It's a classic line, isn't it? When you just you can't be asked with it on Tinder. I can't offer you what you seek. <laughs> <laughs> I must. I must venture into the mountain. Yeah. Um, and fulfill my destiny. But even it's the same with Gimli and Legolas. Where they say, "What is, oh, is as, Gimli as a says? I, I, I never thought I would die mm. next to an elf." And Legolas says, "I never thought." Or he said, "How about how about a friend? How about a friend?" Yeah. I was like, Fuck. "Well, he sort of goes, that's, that's beautiful." How about a friend? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why does Legolas speak like such a bro in all these in all these movies? How about a friend? Just, just a bloody friend. How about a bro? <laughs> Do you think he's the the broiest character in the entire yeah big time saga? Yeah, yeah. let's have a think. Uh, it's it's him. It's him or yeah, Legolas. Uh, Legolas, hundred percent. Or Blanchett's blonde elf friend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's mega yeah. Bro. He's a real bro. He's frat boy. <laughs> you think he's a bro? Yeah, big time. Yeah, the, all the, all the elves Alpha Zeta. Weights together. Yeah, he's yeah, 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 better yeah, Alpha. yeah, 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 chug, chug, yeah, <laughs> there is a cook stand somewhere in there, an elf, elf, elf forest in Rivendell, Rivendell, in Rivendell, yeah. there's kegs in Rivendell, there's beer pong and a date rape, they have crazy it. raves beneath the waterfalls, yeah, I mean, there is a drinking game just before the scene that me and Jack are in front of, yeah, De- between because elves don't drink, do they, Legolas and Gimli. And, uh, there and is Legolas win- and Legolas wins in the extended. Oh, in there's the a drinking game. Yeah. Who, oh, I need to watch did, that. Who told me, Luke? Did you tell me they don't they don't drink? Elves don't really drink. Yeah, so he gets really affected by yeah. it. He's like, 
in his bro voice, he sort of goes, dude, I can feel a tingle in my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> like when he has a sip of- He turns into Keanu Reeves in Point Break. Lager, yeah. <laughs> dude. Dude. <laughs> how, how good is the line from Two Towers where he's running after the orcs and he goes, and I've practiced this, <laughs> and he goes, uh, they run as if the whip, very whips of their masters were behind them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so old English, but he says it in such a blurry voice. Oh, um, Luke, question: Nazgul, is that the dragon, or is it the the rider, or is it a combination yeah, was, of both? I was confused about that because they uh, refer to all of it. Rider. But then the witch king says, "You don't come between a Nazgul and their prey." When he's about to kill or kill, is it Theoden? The Nazgul's the Nazgul's oh, about to true. eat Theoden. No. Yeah. True. So the, the Nazgul's referring to the Am dragon. I, right? I thought the Nazgul's the dragon. But then I, I was, looked on I was, the on the Lord of the Rings Wikipedia and said fell beasts. Yeah, they're called uh, fell beasts, but they might also be called Nazgul. I have to say, I thought they were a bit flimsy. What they the Nazgul, Nazgul, by the way. What the the, the Nazgul? Yeah, yeah. That whole sequence. What, I, what me I, and the dragon or the people? Both. Both. I don't both. like that they that, that whole that, they, that he says. No, go on, um, Nick. I'm in with sorry, you. Mate. I'm here. I'm sorry. I don't like that he says. Uh, what about the what about the wizard? And he's like, I'll take care of him. Never ever gets addressed mm. ever. Oh, that's annoying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that is annoying. That'd be amazing. That'd be such a sick battle. <sighs> In fact, because, and also, and they got he got behind extended. Yeah, they got chased Did out they? of um, what's his face by Aragorn with a bit of fire and a, and a sword, and now yeah, and now they're and these they, and they, demons, and and they get chased away by Pippin thrown a pot into the forest in the first movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is a problem. And oh, they yeah. don't like water. <laughs> yeah, they don't they're like not water that scary, either. Are they? I forgot about the pot. <laughs> they they could have made them the fetch less weak. Yeah. <laughs> Like, they, I think as the films go on, I think they did realize that they kind of undersold them in the first mm, and yeah. it is a problem. They kind of, I think it was smart to add the helmet to the witch king, which mm -hmm. Matt has reproduced. I think that was a mass, that was a massive move in sort of going, oh shit, we've made these guys kind of pussies in the first yeah. film. We need to like uh, up the ante a little bit on their power. But then. Mm. I mean, Eowyn does take a sick angle on that, uh, on the fell beast when he shoots for that <laughs> a sick angle and then she chops it from the side. Yeah. Yeah. It's dodge. <laughs> yeah. That is like perfectly timed angle, like impossible. It's not enough for me. That's what I'm saying. It's not enough. What do you mean? We didn't really, we didn't, we haven't, we haven't resolved this here, but the Nazgul what? aren't enough. Mm. They don't do enough. In terms yeah. of being foul beasts, they didn't have their demise as they, I think, should have been. Yeah. Also confused. I, I get. Go on, Jack. Sorry. I, 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 I liked, I liked the whole um, oppression of of um, Mary and um, Arwen and how they like constantly told it's like you, you know, you're a woman, you shouldn't be here, and you're a hobbit, you know, this isn't the place for Eowyn. you. Arwen. 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 I, I don't know. Just too, just too think short, of different too names. Womanly. Just think of different names. Um, they, they did, and they put them in. Just spell them. Spell them. It's like a lot more. Aragon and Aragen. 
too. <laughs> How would that be confusing? But, but it was like, like you said, she she does a nice little sidestep and chops the head off. Mm, very uh, nice. Uh, and that's the end of that. Uh, yeah. And a little, and a, and a swift knife to the face. And, the and I guess I admit that would do a lot. But if she, you know, if he's supposed to be the witch king, the best of the bad guys, mm. pretty. So feeble. they don't, they don't ever kill anybody that's important to us. Or am I missing something completely? Well, in terms of main characters, do they ever, they got well, faded. They, they, they stab Frodo. Yeah, but he's fine. Hmm. Yeah, but he's never like, fine also, again. I, I guess the wound, yeah, the wound I, touches I, like him if, forever. So yeah. if if they would have killed, uh, I'm just completely different. But if they would have killed somebody like Boromir, then maybe they would have been more dangerous. Yeah, true. In a way. And you could have given that death to him apart from the uh, and not the um, Urukai, because Lutz, Lutz, Lutz sorry, because he just gets killed yeah. straight away. So he could have had that death. Um, there's, yeah, there's also something yeah, on, the, it, on the Witch King. It, it's a problem. Yeah. And and if, so behind me, I think it's behind me, when the Witch King comes out on the Nazgul mm. and he, and Frodo's right there with the ring and I thought that they had some type of vicinity they were able to know when they were near, near the ring and and still he's literally at the, more or less at the gate and, yeah, and the major, major the boss doesn't even have a sniff that, that Frodo is there with the ring. Um, what what about this um, the song? Can we talk? I, I'm not sure. I like the singing. Which the, one? When he says we don't have songs for big halls or he, sad yeah, occasions. Yeah, I, I do. I do like the how the song starts. Like da, 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 like where it's very quiet. But when he like, do you know, there's the moment where he like gets into it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And then he he lifts. Does a bit of acrobatics. Doesn't yeah, he? and he lifts it. And I thought, oh no, that's too. That sounded too affected to me. Like show tune. A little bit. That took yeah, me out but, of it. Upon hearing the behind the scenes from how that came about, apparently they went out for karaoke with the writer and she heard, uh, what's his name? Dominic Monaghan's voice. I'm oh, sorry, Billy Boyd's voice. Mm. I was Billy very Boyd. taken to it. Mm. Is, is that actually? I mean, he's got a good voice. Singing it properly. Yeah, yeah, that's him singing. He has got a, which, um, a good voice. Ju- just justifies the whole scene. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> he, he can <laughs> sing, so he should. I, At any point in the film. I think, I think the it's like Hugh Jackman. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> it's a good time for that to happen. Yeah, I mean it's the, it's, it's the, like it's well it's well cut. It's the, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the best time. I if it was just a little bit more, I think subdued, I would have liked it more. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. So, so this is this is a massive downer. This episode. No, I, so, I, I've actively um, written notes. So I'm I'm, I'm going to bring it back here Go on. with one word: beacons. <laughs> The <laughs> oh, beacons are fucking sick. The beacons. <laughs> Light the beacons. The beacons are lit. Favorite Family Guy moments, and also <laughs> one of my favorite moments of the whole trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moria, Helm's Deep, beacons. Yep. Great set piece. For me, visually, the scene behind me. Yes. That whole yeah. scene looks stunning. Because mm-hmm. you see the whole sound countryside, and yep, it's, it's it's that Family Guy parody is pretty spot on. I, I don't uh, think I know that. It's oh, what's he? I th- I think Brian is banging Cheryl Teagues. Don't know who she is. Banging, but I mean, they've been like, I mean, like, 
homosexuals. Dog and human. Intercourse, you're talking about. Um, and, uh, uh, and they use the, the beacons as a way to signal to Aragorn that uh, Brian is banging Sherwood Teagues. And they do the whole uh. sequence, they're exactly the same. Where the, uh, the, sequence are, uh, the, the beacons are lit, uh, the sequence are bit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then Aragorn gets it in the end and he's like, nice. <laughs> This is exactly where Luke wanted to go with this, yeah. <laughs> with opening yeah. this bag. Um, I mean, I have to say, I think the 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 lighting of the beacons and seeing them ignite over all the mountain ranges is one of the most satisfying oh. things ever. Plus, the music mm-hmm. that swells and swells and swells, and then. The only downer is that Aragon then runs like a little kid to the palace. That's the one thing. It's that true. Has- oh, can I, let's see if I can do two stairs at a time. Put <laughs> <laughs> this armor on. It's, uh, it's uh, not, twenty it's kg not heavier. Easy. <laughs> he. Uh, it's one of the encapsulating sequences in why Lord of the Rings is so the mystique of it is the world building. It's the fact that these guys are sat up there next to these beacons. Seeing them mm, yeah. It's just a great idea. That's what I was thinking. It's like, what do they do with their day? They just sit there. Yeah. I always thought the same. They just wait in the whole day. And what so, if they weren't there that day? Years. I did. Li- I did a bit of research into this earlier. Cause I knew this would come up. <laughs> I knew there'd be, you know, moaning and whining. <laughs> That's cool. And, and uh, in the, in the like books, us. In the books, they are placed at the foothills of the mountains, so they're next to their towns, and they're a horse ride away from their original town, which means they mm. can be easily lit, and they, they don't have to live on top of literally a, uh, an ice cap like they are here. Uh, mm. Obviously, I know I'm thankful for this decision. Peter Jackson decided to just elaborate with uh, the expense of some logic and just put them yeah. at the, the biggest, most cinematic fucking mountains mm. in new zealand and i think it i think it works great yeah it yeah fits. Um, it's an incredible sequence it fits um, but i do i am the same with matt i did think that well what if they weren't there that day they're that's where their big there, fires mate they've they they they, they mm. burn be for the days mm. it'll be the end of the dogs on there <laughs> yeah. they just sat i mean like, sat see waiting. i wonder if this this must be rooted in reality though like this kind of way of communicating between the allies must be rooted in in some kind of the NASCAR. Yeah, well. like smoke signals. Yeah, Native, More, Native, Amer- code, Native yeah. American. Yeah, or like you know, based on the uh, thing in the US I read earlier. I'm trying to find US. It again, but well, it's, it's like two way two way radio. You still need someone on the other end. Like it's mm. the same here. You still yeah, need that's someone. That's the basis of communication in general, Jack. But, but then on the mountains, yeah. you don't. Really, you don't there see could be like thousands. A, there could be thousands of the people. The equivalent would be the email going straight to the spam folder, and then you're mm. just as fucked if there's an attack. Or, or emailing all, mm. or a cup and a string, and then there's no one on the other end of the cup. Mm. Uh, I'm sure there are, as you say, Nick is based probably in real. Must be right. Yeah. How, how else would you communicate with, with allies? It's a smoke signal. Long, smoke signals. I mean, it makes long... it makes sense. Like mm. it's it's I know it's primitive, but it's pretty logical. Mm. Like yeah, and it's fucking. It's a good. It's a, it's, a, it's a good way to do it. It's a, it's a freaking smoke signal. Jeez, has everyone heard of a smoke signal before? Fuck me. 
<laughs> Jesus. Next episode, I'm going to do a bit on smoke signals, the history of smoke signals. <laughs> Black Hawk Down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's clever. It's yeah. Clever. Well done to it's them. It's clever. Well done, Peter Jackson, for inventing the smoke signal. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about the final bit then? The last, last bit. What the the big the big the big wrap up? No, the um, no. the tossing the mile, like crossing crossing Mordor. Oh, okay, yeah. So I like that bit, but it seems so. It doesn't seem like the the entire thing is taking that much of a toll on Frodo up until he's like literally climbing up the the volcano. Mm-hmm. Um, that would maybe be my little. Mm-hmm. nitpick there that have that start earlier i guess then it's kind of hard to watch if he's literally Being ca- on the verge yeah. of dying for the last movie i think because it, it seemed like it went from zero to a hundred in terms of how intense it is but then maybe that's because it's volcanic lands and yeah stuff but like he's that. underneath it's because he's underneath the eye he's like that as well with his gaze mm. and i guess in terms of the dramatic sort of focus on the other scenes he's got a spider to worry about in the one before mm, that and mm. then he's up in the tower with orcs so there are there are things sort of occupying him and he's sort of fighting for survival yeah. but when it's just True. a physical challenge of going up a hill he's literally under the gaze of Sauron yeah. mm. and I, I think in general just just to summarize kind of this podcast I think it's it's a difficult one to talk about because a lot of it is just academic you know these scenes are coming like from the Fellowship of the Ring that you know that some at some point we're going to have a scene of Frodo crossing the plains of Mordor up into up into the, the mountain that's why this film is kind of just things playing out a lot of the time mm. which is why there's maybe not as much to break down as the others mm. Mm. i think the dramatic punch of of sam lifting him is why he needs to really be his, on his last legs or not walk seemingly quite quickly yeah. because sam couldn't carry him all the way from i don't know two miles back or something do you know what i mean yeah um yeah Side note: the 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 sound of of the the piercer of the spider going in to Frodo mm-hmm. when it's just full silent all of a sudden, and he looks around and it just goes. That's mm. a good bit. Yeah. Imagine if you changed that with a seismic charge. I had, you know, what I I had a seismic charge moment here, but it was when the in the scene behind Matt, where the where the thing goes up and it would just be like. Oh, what's the, um, yeah, what is <laughs> wow. that, Luke? What is the little what's message what? into the sky? Oh, yeah, the beam. Oh, what is the, oh, what yeah. is the whole, what is that? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> explain Probably that, so like explain a, that a scream to, to battle or like, yeah, the horn means horn or like the equivalent it, of that. The equivalent of a smoke signal. <laughs> of what, Matt? <laughs> Matt's literally in his castle. <laughs> like, there's a lot of like a call to arms, which is like traditional, but like war ceremony, ceremon- ceremonial kind of things. Like, as you say, the horn. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. In in the Battle of Helm's Deep, there's the hornberg, the Gimli blows. There's a lot of sort of symbols and, as I say, ceremony involved in battle. And I guess that's just yeah. them saying, "Right, we're fucking coming now." It, it felt very extraterrestrial, though. It was my like. My only, my, a bit of a gripe with that. It what's just what's felt like it was. A, it was sorry, sorry, mate. He is a witch king. He's not just a king. He's yeah, a magician. But Gandalf's He's supposed to be the best wizard, right? No, even he can't. We said a, we, talked, we talked about that last week. 
Jack. We spoke about Maya last week. Yeah, it's just a Mythandria or something like that. No, Mythandria is his name. He's a Maya, actually. Ridiculous. Um, I mean, anyway, it was, yeah. It's, it I know is, what you mean, though. He can send a big signal into the sky, but he, 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 he can't be aware that the, the, the ring's literally down the road. To or he gets distracted by parts. Fine. That's Got another it. thing, actually. Got it. When Got it. How how does Sauron's eye? I mean, I don't I don't love that all of a sudden Sauron's eye literally turns into a lighthouse and it got a beam that it can now see just like very specifically where the beam is landing. They don't have that in the other bits, and I would I'd rather have if he's just like all knowing about what's mm-hmm. going on because he sees Frodo. He must know the ring is with him, yeah. and then Frodo like does his dance falls and then the the gate opens and he's like distracted Mm -hmm. forever although deleted scene he does alert the guard by going "Uh, there's a light what (laughs) what What? (laughs) also willem dafoe and robert patterson are inside (laughs) sort of working their magic sort of carrying Uh, coal up the uh, stairs willem dafoe's trying to figure out fuck the fire eye what What, 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 what? <laughs> I don't, I don't like your lambless bread soup. <laughs> You're cooking. I, the fire iron so is Nick, mine. Yep. There, that was added. So that, that effect of the beam was added for just, uh, tying the two, because they felt like the tangents had, had gone so far away from each other, especially in the two towers. There was no proximity between Frodo and Sam and Aragorn and company. And in this film, right, they really okay. wanted to bring the climaxes to a head at the same point, which I think was a really good decision. And they used the eye to, um, to, to, to visually get Just across so the, the device, divert, diversion that Aragorn creates when marching the gate. That's the point of why they march the gate. They don't go yeah. there to <laughs> fight. They go there to no, divert his attention. It's a suicide mission. It's just a way of showing that. And I, I think what was really great and, what they spoke about is that they liked finally being able to point to visuals that were common between the two companies. So when that green right, okay. signal goes up into the sky, Gandalf reacts to it with, with Pippin on the balcony. Mm-hmm. And it's also right next to Frodo and Sam. And it was just the idea of right, okay. tying the, the fellowship together at, at the climax mm. of the entire yeah. story, which I think yeah. is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it, it really like just geographically as well. Just you know, like where they're where yeah. they're at in vicinity to each other. All right, and, and it's the idea that that Frodo and Sam's journey across those plains would have been utterly impossible if it wasn't for Aragorn making the decision to march the gates. Yeah, there, there are also innumerable things which they t- tried out. They even shot and dis- discarded in the f- the final scenes of Aragorn at the Black Gates. It was going to be Aragorn was actually going to fight a physical version of Sauron, but Sauron had returned in physical form. He was going to come mm-hmm. out of the gate. He was bigger than ever. And they, the scene that they use of Aragorn fighting the troll, they actually painted out Sauron. No way. So those exchanges, the swords clashing together would have been him and Sauron fighting. And they decided oh, that. It would take away from Frodo and Sam's uh, climactic impact. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, and and there was no way of 
showing the type of might and evil that Sauron would have been. It would have always been an anticlimax. Yeah, it's much nicer kind of keeping him non-physical in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. But a really interesting way to intro that scene that they were going to do was the gates would have opened, this big bright light would have shone on everybody outside, and the only person who could look into it was Aragorn, and he would have seen this angelic figure come towards him, which was the figure that Sauron, the form that Sauron took when he'd persuaded the elves to make the ring. And it was this angelic form of Sauron's former self. And Aragorn oh, would have been kind of lured into this, which I actually think is a really cool idea. Would have been yeah, lured into great. this. And then he turns into Sauron, which would have mm. been sick. So the whole mm. three films is climaxing to this, this unspeakable, uh, force of evil. And then the first thing you see is this massive white light and this angelic figure. I think it would have been really cool. Mm. Yeah. They have an element of lure in Aragorn amazing. in it. As in, in the theatrical anyway, when he's there and it calls and whispers to him. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, he gets Luke, lured quite quite a lot during the film. Mm. <laughs> Luke, what about the 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 scene that you showed me where the the the, the gates to Mordor open and the the messenger oh, with the, t- or, with the or, teeth. Or Sauron's mouth? Yeah, yeah that visual beautiful. is sick. Mm. Oh, Jack, I've got to show you this. So instead of the scene that I just said, what they did decide on for the extended is this messenger, this sort of Sauron secretary mm. called the mouth of Sauron would emerge from the gate, which does happen in the extended. And he comes out and he's got this deformed mouth from all the black speech he's been chatting over the years. Mm. And he's, the idea is that he's just blind. Talking, talking he's shit for a thousand years. He's just <laughs> talking inordinate amounts of shit. And it, and it, his face is covered and he's blind with this helmet. And all you see is this enlarged, weird, like moldy mouth. Um, and he it looks so has creepy. a little exchange with, with Aragorn and company and says that Frodo is dead. The reason they omitted this scene is because we already know that Frodo wasn't dead. Mm. That when mm. the Mithril vest was taken from him in the tower, that we know that he survived that. Mm. And I think it would have been cool if they suspended us a little bit on that and they had the messenger the mouth of Sauron say he's dead mm-hmm. um, With the but vest, chronologically just didn't it would have been called the mithril vest as well because he doesn't we don't because he obviously changes into the goblin outfit right and then yeah it would have been to be like well we've actually right yeah but it sounds good although I did when you said he came out and his mouth came out Kind of saw it as like a Mr. Potato comical, Wait, and then and then, and then a hand comes out from the black gates as well, and then the other hand and a pair of feet come out. Have you seen it? Wait, you mean no. you, what you think is a f- no? It's not a floating mouth. It, no, it's not just a mouth. That would be, he's a guy. That would be funny. His mouth. That would be really That's good. What I was thinking, <laughs> what I was imagine just a mouth floating out, <laughs> yeah. and then just the little body parts are yeah. popping up as well. I'm going to show you right now. You said it to me now. Okay. Which is great. It's great audio content. Yeah. He chops off his head, doesn't he? Um, Does he chop off Jack, his head? Do you want to, before I, uh, Aragorn chops off his yeah. head. Yeah. Make, make sure your um, FCP don't uh, thingy. Quit. Oh shit. Yeah. Ah. So he's talking some shit. Mm. As you can see. Mm. 
by his. It's not Mr. Potato Head. Oral health. It's it's weird deciding things like that and and whether so it was useless for him to say that Frodo died because we could see that he wasn't. But as you say, they could have easily chose to withhold on us seeing Frodo for a while. So it so that has ram that has ramifications though, doesn't it? Uh, it's a knock on effect. It it could be for any amount of reason that they they wanted the Frodo scene earlier. Okay, yeah. Um, and then that would have uh, caused other things, I think, in the script. But they also, I don't think, were fu- were that confident with the look of this guy. Mm. I think he looks really cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was going to say there's think- al- there's also a scene earlier to that where um, doesn't Aragorn ask Gandalf about Frodo? Um, and Gandalf's like, I, I don't know, really know where he is. And he's like, but he's alive. And he's like, yeah, he's alive. Yeah. His so gut, his gut tells him he's alive. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess it would completely undermine Gandalf as... Mm. Although I saw that as a gut. Uh, I didn't see that as... I saw that as a hope. I don't know if you knew for, yeah, that's just for, gut for certain. Well, I think that's there because, because Aragorn's always followed Gandalf's lead. Mm. And that's finally Aragorn taking up the mantle as king. And reassuring Gandalf, which is a, a nice dynamic. Mm. 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 Um, Luke, I have a question about um, uh, Awen, Arwen, the Liv Tyler. Do you know when she has the vision of the sun? Liv Taylor. Liv Ta- Liz Taylor. When Liz Taylor has the vision of the sun. Liv Schreiber. Liv Schreiber. <laughs> Liv Schreiber. Sees, sees his boy in the forest. And so th- then he goes to his father. She goes to her father. And she says to him that he he withheld information about her son. He he knew yeah. that she could have a son. Is it news to her that she could have a son with Aragorn? Why didn't she assume that she could have a child? Is that a thing that it doesn't happen? Like elves can't have children with men? No, it, it's it's like for the, the future, right? That he say, he says Aragorn root that could happen. Okay. Doesn't but, he, but why couldn't? Why in, was it in, news to her no, that she could have she could have a baby with? Because in two ta- in two towers, Aaron had said to her like, "This is your future. You're going to grow old. He's going to die. You're going to be sad for the rest of your life." Um, oh, and there was no child in that of, vision. And he left out the child, ah. and then she has she has her vision and goes to him, and he's like, "Oh, you can see the future, um, but I've had a vision about a child. Is that true?" Uh, and he's like, right, "Well, yeah." Kinda. I also think Got that there. I guess that that is a flimsy like add on to that uh, to that eventuality. Mm. But in terms of their foresight, Elrond is saying to her that ninety percent this isn't gonna fucking work, Ge- right? Genetically, no. Mm. Like <laughs> the War of the Ring is gonna go against you. Okay, uh, yeah, I didn't know that that that, uh, that Sauron's evil is has an effect on elves and makes them like f- yeah. crumble. What, I didn't realize that. What this was guy. that? Oh yeah. So that. So <laughs> what was that? You know. So you know. Last what time we that? were having this whole thing about the immortality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It turns out it's way more fucking complicated than just being immortal and being mortal. Mm. There's a certain effect that Sauron's evil has on elves. There's kind of this waning space for them in this Middle Earth world, which is why they they're leaving. Mm-hmm. Um. It does have an effect on their spirit somewhat, but it's not as black and white mm. as her being mortal or her being immortal and her passing her immortality to Aragorn. Mm. He does not end up being immortal. Yeah. But she does somewhat sort of grace him with 
it, it's just not very clear. Yeah. And I read the, is, the wiki and I was like, oh, if Sauron is defeated mm. and the evil goes, then the, the Neil's stake and uh, condition spiritually in Middle Earth doesn't change. So why couldn't she stay? Or well, why couldn't they all stay? Or well, come because back. Elrond's really is a pessimistic motherfucker. No, but he he was seeing them off on the boat at the end after Sauron had been defeated. So he knows that everything's been kind of wrapped up. Yeah, and they still leave. Yeah, it, yeah. It w- it would have been nice if her vision was a continuation of the the father's vision. You know, in the when she's crying over the grave, if she saw that vision herself, but then she saw someone come up to her who looked like a bit like Aragorn, a bit like her and comfort her. And then she found that she had kids and grandkids rather than a completely new vision. Yeah, that it- that's, that's, that's another way to do it. I do think though, that that's slightly harsher for a younger audience to see mm. the fact that like, okay, you have to accept grief, but you're going to have a child to pull you through it mm. instead of showing the love and of a young father family and right. Yeah. Yeah. Alive and well. Mm. For, for her for her like upshot of the whole situation to still be by the grave <laughs> she's, but someone's there she's got someone patting her on the back <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I did think her mortality came into question um, and I'm sure you correct me if I'm wrong but Alron she's reading a book uh, and Alron says to you the your something life is leaving like you're cold something is leaving you the life of the elder right and that's what i thought when we said in the in the two towers that's why i thought she had made her decision to be mortal and live with uh aragorn and the, and then they then they kind of say this bit again and i was like well so she is mortal or it's, is it's she not, not so that is not immortality it's just the fact that her <laughs> As the longer she stays in Middle Earth, the more her power wanes. The more her essence wanes as a as an elf. I think the more, but only, the more only because her, Sauron her, her is rising to- power. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. If Middle Earth is all good, they're they're fine. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm saying this. I don't really have 100 confidence in what I'm saying, and I'll probably be like tracked down by some. <laughs> <laughs> I think in general, like a hardcore Lord of the Rings fan, dildo schwagens. <laughs> Let, let's let's be perfectly clear here. If I was to go head to head with an actual Tolkien guy, I'd be smashed to smithereens. I'm just the best of the uninformed, <laughs> trying to find You're the my best way of the semi-professional yeah. dead marshes. <laughs> yeah. Um. You're it's the, the best in the class leaving, in a very shit school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. I'm trying to think. Well, what else I, I yeah, to I've say, got but... something about Blanchett. Uh, sorry, what's her name? Galadriel. Galadriel. Um, Galadriel. So Galadriel's intervention in in the form of a vision for Frodo kind of proves maybe because we had confusion last episode about Aragorn's vision um, with Liv. And we thought that it was death and coming back from death. You remember that? When he goes off the cliff. But yeah. but it, mm-hmm. it shows that kind of elves can they do have telepathic <clears throat> power. They talk they, yeah, they, they can visit minds. they can visit people in their dreams. And it, and so yeah. it is kind of a, I saw that as an echo of Aragon's scene. It was like a pull, pull nice. up pull up your socks moment. That's true. Um I have I have also seen that as the usage of his uh, the light 
he has the Ode Toilet. Okay. Yeah. The Rivendell Ode Toilet mm-hmm. that he uses in the in the caves. I thought that was maybe an echo of of uh, subsequence of that. Yeah. You you could be right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Does does Aragon um, what's his face called Vigo sing the song in the end as well? Is that himself? Is he singing that? Um, I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, say, I'd he, say he so. He does sing at the end, doesn't he? I forgot about that. Sick. Quite co- quite a lot of confidence there yeah. for Aragorn yeah. to. Uh, it's a big crowd. You know, he's just been crowned crowned king. He's defeated the evil, and then yeah, this could be the one moment. Where <laughs> Imagine if it was really, really bad. Tr- truly fuck up. <laughs> Everyone felt awkward, but they can <laughs> say uh, <anything>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone go, everyone's going like, home in their cars, just like yeah. he's a great warrior, yeah. a great king. But fuck me, yeah. that rendition of uh, "Gold" by Spandau Ballet yeah. was was shaky at best. Yeah. Gold always believe in your soul. <laughs> Imagine if he just broke out. <laughs> The score. Has anyone got? I've got. I tracked. It's fucking shit in it. Shit. I, I tracked. Fucking dog shit score in this do movie. You, do you know the um the brilliant the main theme? It actually doesn't come <laughs> to. It doesn't hit completion until two hours thirty in. They tease it throughout the whole thing. That's why it's so. Oh, really? Yeah, it's so satisfying. It's the. Aragorn's what scene is that? Aragorn's speech, uh, where he gets everyone to to fight at the end. Um, yeah, so they go the and then they go into something else. So when it when it hits mm-hmm. over two and a half hours in, that's why it's just like. Pfft. Same with the the shire the shire theme as well. The flute isn't done right until the right until the end when they're. Oh, I really like that actually. Yeah, the flute in the and, next to the and it, it's yeah, it's a it's a variant of the, of mm. the theme itself, but it's like the the strength of of the Shire and the home is helping him crawl up the thing. That's the thing that comes back to him. <coughs> I thought that was a really nice touch. That's so powerful, isn't yeah. it? When they're describing the Shire on the side yeah. of the yeah. volcano, I I mm. love that because there's there's literally no hope, mm-hmm. even though they even that they've done the task mm. or the scene before that. There, are, there is such contrasting worlds. I, th- I love the opening image of the first film to the closing image here. Yep, it's great. Should we get? And isn't it that that um, Sam basically describes the Shire to Frodo before, like as they're climbing up to the mountain, and Frodo's like, oh, "I can't taste anything. I can't." That's really horrible. That what bit. grass says. Yeah. And then once the ring is gone, he then reminds like now all this the good stuff is all coming back to me again and you hear the music and you're like shit i'm back Mm. i can basically feel the grass between my own toes back baby and what else does that echo who said we forgot the taste of bread shit true of the wind Yeah, earlier that also that's really cool turning into golem and he borrow me Boromir, our number one smell. relatable man. In <laughs> we've all, for, we've all forgot the, the smell of roses, that haven't we? Boromir's second Bor- scene in the third act, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I just imagine Boromir on the front of GQ, and the, it's just like how to be a perfectly flawed man. <laughs> uh, can Only we talk- human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And it's just his, his bicep, he's just got his bicep up like that and he's just going. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing major, just. Pretty no. average. Strong. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, let's talk then about um, the final scene at Rivendell. Um, Farewell. Probably the saddest scene. Well, no, it is. I was going to say, yeah. 100%. Where, where was our tears? And, and, where was our main tears, it, Jack? Was that your main tear moment? Yeah, 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 yeah. And even even though I'd watched it in three parts, this like because I completely forgot about this kind of end sequence. Yeah. Um, and I I I remember that they'd gone back to the Shire, but then to go to the Riverdale, uh, with Bilbo, mm. and then um, mm-hmm. kind of the final farewell. I was like, fuck. Mm. Like I said, is this is the moment where you f- you you feel like you've been on the adventure as well, mm-hmm. um, and it's. It's just like for the four main hobbits, it's not the fairy tale ending Mm. for Mm. all of them. It doesn't finish with Sam having his kids with his wife and it doesn't finish um, with Merry and Pippin being the first gay hobbits. (laughs) Um, Breaking boundaries. (laughs) Luke, explain. So what... The boat that they take, because Gandalf takes it as well. Is this them going to the afterlife, or where the where the uh, elves go? Yeah. But why does but is why Bilbo does Frodo, dying, or is or is Bilbo then like eternally alive on the island? Yeah, they they well, the I think island they all live forever on in that plane. <laughs> Ewan McGregor, Scarlet. Then why so, does Frodo? It's called, it's called the Undying Lands. Yeah. Right, Frodo can't handle real life anymore. He can't. As yeah, you say, it's, it's the show shock. The, same. the others, the others haven't been affected as much. But it is. He's come back and he still feels the wound, and he'll never be. He's sick, and he'll never get better. Which is how the writer mm. described it in the commentary. And it's him just basically being going to peace. So you could look at it like they're going to death, but they're going to the Undying Lands, which mm. means they kind of just reside in this in this haven yeah at the end of the day so it's, it's a metaphor isn't sad it? dude yeah yeah it's like, yeah, it's like as a kid you think ah oh, it's a happy ending they all get back oh cool um, he's back with his uncle sick yeah we we need to call, we need to give this bit a name and uh, let's call it like weather report or something yeah, like that's that good. where 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 drops where drops occur the teary moments yeah. all right Matt, let's give it. Give me the weather report. So the weather report. A, a bit that really got me was so the the goodbye, but the look between when Frodo was on the bed, Merry and Pippin come in and they were jumping around for a bit, and then Sam come in and they had that look with each other, and it's like they're back together, but you can you can tell that things aren't things are going to be very. They've gone through so much together. It's like a mixture of. Mm-hmm. There's hesitation. It's, it's hesitation, there as well. yes. It's kind of a bit of fear, like uncertainty, like relief, but there's so many emotions in that look that they have. Yeah, that was a bit that mm. a lot of precipitation, yeah. if that's the word. I, I did really enjoy um, the <laughs> unspoken uh, pints in the, yeah. uh, in the pub. Yeah, the sad bit as well. It's and, not, the and same, no, yeah. not the same. And I actually, I had a question about this, and this is. What, what were they it's drinking? Beyond, well, beyond yeah, what? Uh, and this, this isn't part of the quiz, <laughs> but what were they drinking? Um, I did think how much of the rest of Middle Earth would have known about the quest of what's going on because in that pub, 
the farmer brings in the um, pumpkin, right? And they're all like, "Wow, oh, massive pumpkin, mate. Oh, sick. the pumpkin. Oh, yes. I'll, I'll give you a nosh. <laughs> um, but they seem well, to be... special agents in a way, aren't they? I don't think anybody really knows yeah, the, they, they seem, what's they, going on. They seem on. to have no it's idea like, what's right. happened in, in the rest of Middle Earth. They're like, Hobbiton is completely sheltered from what's gone to on. That's a great yeah. fucking point because in the book they are afflicted upon as much as everyone else. And the there's a whole chapter after Frodo destroys the ring where they go back to the Shire and it's been absolutely destroyed like the vision that you see in the fountain. It's called the Scouring of the Shire. And mm -hmm. actually, this is where Saruman meets his demise. Saruman and, and Wormtongue have have come back and taken over the Shire. Jesus. And there's a, there's a whole other chapter that they have to then sort of resolve and they do in the end but it, okay, so in the, the book Saruman doesn't make... actually die he dies at the Shire yeah, he right dies at the end at, in the Shire at the end the, the scouring oh, of the Shire shit so it did but it's it, obviously much better in the way they do it here for the film it's yeah. better that they come home and the home is different only because they've changed <clears throat> not because it's actually changed yeah. itself mm. yeah it's the, the, it's the final arc for Sam um who then approaches the barmaid finally. Mm. And it's like, without question, like, yeah, yeah. He, it's he, like he his takes right his drink passage. and he's like, yeah. yeah, he's like, I've done, you know, everything I've done, yeah. I can go oh, ask Rosie, hey, that Rosie is, Cotton. Rosie is 99% precipitation, 100% <laughs> humidity for me. It's him guy having to have done all that. And then having the courage to go up and just talk to her brings it all back to sort of relative yeah. courage, doesn't mm. it? Yeah. Uh, but no, when he says but he then, would have married her know, on the actually, mountain as well, with the linkage with that. Yeah. Oh. I would actually say it's it's when oh god, so, <laughs> so many so much rain. right now, <laughs> so many tears. I would just say uh, it's when it's afterwards Erections. after they've said. Sorry, sorry, weird bit. <laughs> I mean, we just say that. Um, A couple of sad boners here. <laughs> after they said the farewell, and and Sam and Rosie have moved into um, Frodo's and the Baggins's house, mm. and it's like yeah. that legacy that's left behind. Yeah. It's like mortgage paid off. Um, also, for me, uh, a little bit. Let's say fifty percent precipitation is when. Um, after uh, Aragon gets crowned and oh. the entire army kneels down before the hobbits. Yeah, big time. Me and too. they're like, oh, shit. Because mm -hmm. well, they kneel for him and then he goes, no, no. Yeah. 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 And then every... I'm getting goosebumps yes. right now. Yes, I, I'd say I actually am as well. <laughs> <laughs> the whole... Yeah. A little chill. Um, I, lo I love when <laughs> Sam's on the volcano and he says... Rosie Cotton, if I ever, mm -hmm. and then he says, "If I was to ever marry someone, and it's just the the fact it that would have he been made, her." And at at that point, he may he was thinking that he'll never come back again, and it's the lost exactly. opportunity. Mm -hmm. And then when he gets yeah. back, he gets to do it. It's just like mm -hmm. wow. <laughs> <laughs> they don't come out like that. On that anime, like that. anime tears. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, to kind of not round things off, but I had a small section to talk about and get your opinions on. Uh, and as this is technically the final 
uh, episode of this trilogy. Um, I was going to talk about legacy and it's relevant to the 4k version coming out recently. Um, and then, and then there's the, uh, deemed the most expensive TV series ever, which is supposed, was it Amazon? Yeah. Uh, doing, so we have Amazon doing a TV series, which is surrounded by the Lord of the Rings, uh, world. It's a prequel. Then, so, so I have no idea about this. So you said it's a prequel. prequel to, yeah. to the, the like, film. Do we see any, so basically of the I, of in the flashback? I was going to, I was going to do this bit in the first episode. Basically it's, um, Sauron as a six year old boy in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> I even get that, I think. <laughs> and he's got a mum who's like, I'm not sure how this lad is He's yeah, we don't know who his dad is. Um sorry, Jack. Got it. That was good. No, that was good. Yeah, yeah he, he got through to Matt. You should have you should have been <laughs> he got through to Matt. Should've gone more it's ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> But um, and then with the the 4K versions coming out, like this, this uh, ignoring the Hobbit trilogy, this probably has to be one of the I- most iconic trilogies of the last fifty years. Mm. Well, I don't speak maybe. too soon. You have Oceans next year. Ah, uh, come on. Also, there's stuff like Indiana Jones and. But would you? Like would Jurassic you really? Would you ever think? Blades, I think. But would you, <laughs> would you would you see these films being recut and regraded for 4K and better quality and resolution TVs now? Would any other trilogies, maybe mm. Star Wars? You'd oh, argue would they benefit in having that but done to them? Would, not even benefit, but would you would you think they had the expense that Lord of the Rings might have? Oh, okay. Or the justification. Uh, um, because we have, we've looked at, I've looked at the, uh, the, the original and the 4k versions and the trailers and it does look hugely different, but mm-hmm. is it, is it, I also thought, is it really fair to be able to continually go back and like tweak your film mm, and discussion. re-release it? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a tricky one because obviously the, 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 the obvious thing to compare it to would be Star Wars, where people complain George George Lucas going back in and changing them a little bit. It's the way he wanted to see them originally. Um, I think there's a difference between grading, regrading to current, because also 20 years ago, TVs just were not able to display what TVs can display now. So the so like in a way, I think it makes sense if the movies progress with um the the generation of the tvs and and dvd players and blu-ray players and stuff like that i think it makes sense um the one thing in these where i think luke said this where it kind of gets in starts getting into weird territory for me is the one scene where in in the battlefield um where mary and pippin find each other again or i don't know if, if mary finds pippin or pippin mary i don't know but pippin finds mary. in in front of the oliphant and then i think luke said that in uh is it the new version the 4k version or is it the extended version they basically graded that tonight extended. so like they they is it extended okay well then that's 
a little <clears throat> bit different, I guess. Wow. Like it's, as long as you don't touch these kinds of things, you know, like actually changing the physicality mm. of the story or, or, you know, changing the image apart from enhancing it for current technology, cleaning it up. Mm. Um, I think, I think that's fine. And I think that gets done a lot. As long as the filmmaker does that, if it's, if it's a, a DVD label, then not so sure. But yeah, I mean, Jackson's said in his little featurette of how he, he went about it. It was like, look, we're not redoing things. We're not, we're not going to go in and redo effects. And I think he was sort of hinting at the fact of what George Lucas has done. He was like, we've, we've recolor timed it because, uh, well, he didn't say this, but there's obviously we've seen inconsistencies in each DVD release. And this one looks a lot better, like returned to much more natural colors. Um, and they have, they've, they've cleaned up some of the effects is what he said. Because obviously when you make something crisper, it's more obvious. The lines in between real and unreal is becomes more obvious. So I think they've probably painted round things. Mm. Um, you really notice in, in the faces of the there. hobbits, those, those things where the face has been yeah. comped in and it's just, you could see the outline. Right. And you would, you would, I guess, even more yeah. in this case. But the thing is with him is he is aware of that and he hasn't gotten an ego so big where he's, he's not, he's not above taking the mick out of himself, which is great in if you're going to do something like that, because he's not blind to the po p potential of, uh, shortcomings of the original production. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the 4K version. What I'm not looking forward to is the Amazon series. I think before The Hobbit came out, I'd have been all for it. I'd be really excited. And I was really excited about The Hobbit. I think they cocked that up so much that I just think, you know what? And that was a bit of immaturity on my part. I'd just rather just keep the memory of this now. And I completely get mm -hmm. when, you know, when your dad used to be like, oh, what if they remade that? Like, it was so good back in the day. I really get that now. Mm. Now I'm borrowing mm. it. And I find <laughs> that, you know, I'd just rather they just left it just untouched there's money to be made and they never will leave it untouched it'll be remade will will you watch it though if it's I mean, on I'll Amazon watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, si I'll sign up just before the air date for sure I, out of curiosity I want to see what they do and, I, and any expansion to the story that's going to be put on screen I'm obviously going to be taken in by so I'm a massive hypocrite mm. but do we know, know who the writers are because I think they've attached writers already or they're shooting already aren't they I think they're, they're shooting they're, already. Yeah, and they pause because of the old COVID thing. But should yeah. I check? Because that'd be interesting, no? Mm. To see who, yeah. who, who writes it. Because they'll probably get different people to direct it. As they always do with TV shows. It's Maybe in, yeah, that's it's an in, issue. I don't know. It's interesting to speak of because especially um, the way the streaming services are going these days. And, and, and um, what we said recently this week um, in our WhatsApp group about how uh, Warner Bros, is it Warner Bros who've sold their whole slate to HBO Max next year? Um, yeah. And to see like what direction a lot of these, a lot of these things will take. Um, and I guess talking on like George Lucas, he never would have thought that after shooting the uh, original trilogy that even then, what, 20 years later, there's a whole new series just based on a small race, uh, that was very minuscule in the, in the original trilogy. Like, will it continue 
is this like a constant money maker because of the name of Lord of the Rings or Star Wars? Yeah, well, is it? Of course. I mean, the IP now is the name of the game in terms of cinema, like TV. It's existing IP, which people seem, it just seems to be the easiest way for producers, it's bankable uh, studios to make money. Yeah. It's not uh, it's a, low a risk. name that already exists. It's, yeah. And it's, and obviously we, everyone knows that it's devolved into that. Uh, uh, taking taking the Marvel superhero thing, um, but it might change now because of lack of uh, opportunities to go to the cinema and the the industry. Mm. I think TV I think will be going to change the spinoffs, and will be will be TV. I think like what's happening now. I think in terms of film spinoffs, it's going to be quite harder. Did you see the? the- the production costs for or the estimated production costs for this series it's the biggest ever right it's it's a billion <laughs> how many episodes and i think i don't know but i think they've they've three. they've <laughs> committed to like at least three seasons or something like that oh man quite quite so it's so vast mm. so big and one thing that um it will be interesting or i don't know guess it'll be interesting to what do you guys think about it is that they want to introduce sex kind of like um game of thrones style mm-hmm. is like you think it will tarnish i don't know you reckon it will tarnish it a bit i mean i i've i don't have it's more a question for luke really does anyone here what watch game of thrones it, or, or seen it no does anyone here have sex <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> if we can speak on that <laughs> No, and that's why I watch all of the videos. Yeah. I don't watch it that's what, for that's something I spent, that I don't have, don't do. Spent two hours making which King helmet. I, you know. <laughs> Jack, have you seen Game of Thrones? Yeah, I have. Yeah, all, all the way through <laughs> to the end. You had to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I've seen it all. Yeah, yeah, seen it all. Yeah. I mean, the, the sex, the sex in it does that does work when it when it was good, but yeah. I can't. I don't have the connection that I think some of you guys have with my childhood and this film as much. So, will it tarnish it, Luke? Uh, for me, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't the, know. It, it might work, but I just. I, it would. It would be on the story, so right? It, it would be mm. based on the story because if uh, <laughs> it's in this it's banging. Oh, for sure. Well, say the the original trilogy of, of Lord of the Rings is like there's there's a constant evil. Uh, there's like it's a constant battle. Mm. They don't really have time for sex in the reality of yeah. it. And also there's not, there's not that many women in the whole trilogy. That's true. There's like three. That's true. So no, we just don't get to yeah, see we don't them. Want to see that. There's just three of them. And the only reference we have to dwarf women is the fact that they've got beards. Yeah, so it'd be actually quite comical. Like, would it, yeah, it, I guess it depends on the story. Like, does it add to I, it? I, I don't have a good way to sort of word not, not it. Not really but sure. It's just not. Like, I don't need hmm. it. Why? It doesn't fit to the. Hmm. Yeah. It, it seems sen- it, like trying to sensationalize it. Yeah, adult yeah, energy. It annoys and... me the most because it's it's trying to appeal to more people. Mm-hmm. No, I want the least amount of people to enjoy what <laughs> I enjoy. I want to, in fact, I want to be the only one. I enjoy uh, the they spend one they've spent elitism. one billion on Luke Jin. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just um, Okay, so let's, the, just just really quick. No, so the two on, people Nick. that are the the showrunners for the show that are writing it and I guess well, show running it, 
called J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay. And they've done Star Trek Four and a movie called Jungle Cruise for Disney. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. I mean, as far um, as I can see, I'm going to book a ticket to the uh, on the boat to the Undying Lands. Oh, oh, he meant the Jungle the Cruise. Previous to that, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure they've done more. I'm sure they've yeah. done more, but that was the one that. I mean, it's hard to know. Yeah, maybe they maybe they yeah, proved their sorts. Even Pete hadn't done much way. before Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, well since. If we're getting into That's that, true. Lord of the Rings. Pete is a uh, is lightning in a bottle. Mm. Mm. He is lightning well, in a bottle. Lightning. Uh, ratings right. then. Let's start with Matt for the film first. Yeah, let's do film first. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, four four point five. I'll give it. Ooh, yeah, because I gave um, <laughs> Fellowship a four. I enjoyed it more than Fellowship. As I said, I don't know if it's novelty or the fact that it's all tied up. I haven't seen it as much, but yeah, 4.5. I enjoyed this one a lot. Nick, I'll just quickly say just before that, I I noticed Matt's rating for last week after the fact. It kind of didn't hit me at the time. <laughs> there was a slight reaction, but it was, but it was quite... Point, <laughs> it, it was 3.5. I'll just, I mean, I've got nothing to say. Nothing to say. Just, just, just a bit hurt. So glad to see it back, back at this week. You haven't got my overrating yet. We've got, we've got the writers battling it out. This is like me and Nick fighting over Blade Runner. <laughs> a, a common number as well. Always three point five. Yeah, it's a three point five. Trying to not to hurt your bro's feelings <laughs> too much. <laughs> um, oh fuck! I don't know what to rate. I haven't thought about this. I give both the other ones four and a half. Oh, I'm just going to go four and a half again. Stage Interesting. Four. Luke? I'm not confident in my rating. Again, I refuse to give it anything but five because I believe this should be rated as, as a, trilogy. a trilogy. So therefore, and it also well, does Luke- have one of, you know, some of my favorite moments. Um, I'll, I'll go four and a half. Um, and I think it sits nicely between the first. Did you give two towers? I give two towers a four, and then fellowship that's, that's five. That's quite close and, to three point five, Jackie. Where are that? And this <laughs> in this scale, it is. Yeah, this, it's very close. Well, so two towers um, was the lowest rated. Yeah, which was strange actually, That's quite- because I, I I really thought the two towers was my favourite, but actually on the rewatch, uh, and I said last week it was actually the game, which was the reason why two towers was my favourite rather than the film. And I think a lot of people have two towers as their favourite, so it's quite interesting that it's scored lowest on. Here. It's just that it's just that end battle, including me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then I guess. Uh, my trilogy rating to kick that mm. off. Uh, I would have to say a five. Wait a second. No, 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 no. Wait a second. Wait a second. All right. You doing the math of his? Are you doing his aggregate of? We, I, I, I need to. I, while we're doing this, I need to get the things up. And um. I and I I would argue on Luke's behalf that he should really say six. He's like Galadriel in this case. 
All right, data. So for Jack, um, all right, Jack said five and four, and this one's four and a half. So how does that come down to a five, Jack? Because I think the overall grandeur of the films together as a trilogy and what it achieves uh, and, and world building and everything that I believed and the impact that it's had on my life, that's why it's five. Cool. So I agree. <laughs> go f- I agree. Just okay. wanted to know. Well, <laughs> just stirring I some agree. shit, mate. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> go, fuck, go, go fuck yourself. All right. Well, Nick, then your pick is five. Oh, five. No, it's four and a half. That's oh, the really? only way. Mm, the math. Yeah. Adds yeah up. So are we are we bound by our previous scores? Because mine is no. oh so no surely yeah because mine is mine is four no. but I feel like that's un, unduly harsh on on this as a whole. But I don't want to be challenged. I can see Nick. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine, mate. No, you, no, no, you need to look, you need to look at Luke. Luke. <laughs> Four's unduly harsh. That would be my math. But as you say, Jack, there's there's a wider... And I think this last one pulled it out for me. Um, so maybe... So what, it's still a four? No, is there an in-between between four and 4.5? Huh? <laughs> no, you need to settle. Um, Commit. You can't do an hour in here and sell for far away. If I say you can't be Rogan on this if I, one, if I say sitting... four point five, no. If I say four point five, then I've bowed to peer pressure. <laughs> no, you haven't. Say four. four. I mean, you you had a you had a three point five. You just in there. bowed to it then. <laughs> yeah, but we, we're giving two separate scores. You went four. I've I've We've I'm said bowing this. to Luke if I do four point five. I'm bowing to Nick if I do four. So I'm going to do four point two five. Hey, Nick, oh, st- no, stick can. stick that in your algorithm. <laughs> the well, first you, ever. You bowed oh, to no. Nick because the internet just broke. Like <laughs> All right, we'll have to take it. All Look right. where you giving it. My trilogy score is going to be a perfect five, due to this being my favourite thing of all time. Um, the the prevailing factor in my entire motivation to even wanting to become a filmmaker in the first place i have to give a massive shout out to the appendices which accompany this film on the extended dvds this is just beyond entertainment for me this is uh, a sort of as i said in the cinema going was a pilgrimage and Lord of the Rings is the religion. And so, so I give so this perfect a perfect five. score. And I will have it for the rest of my life. Just like Peter Jackson, I find it interesting that his directorial career has somewhat, you know, become a little bit unremarkable as of late. But nothing can ever take away from the achievement that is this trilogy. And I think it is the number one trilogy ever made. Not only because of its quality and entertainment, but in also its breakthrough uh, methods of production. Well, let's see how much you like it, because I have five questions here that might prove <laughs> otherwise. Shit, I forgot about the quiz. Has everyone got their questions ready? Yeah. Well, Matt, kick it off then. Luke, number one. Are you ready? 
So wait, 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 wait. Hold on, we, one should, we should explain Let's, the rules. Okay. Let, let me explain the rules yeah. real quick. Yeah. Oh, so basically, what we're gonna try to do at the end of the trilogies is that all the we're gonna call them co-hosts. So the people that didn't choose the trilogy are gonna come up with five questions about the movies. Now they need to be kind of tied to the movies. They can't be expanded universe. Mm-hmm. They need to be solvable with on screen seeing the films on screen yeah um so we'll then take turns reading the questions mm-hmm. uh one by one so for example matt you'll read the first question luke then gets the first shot at the answer if he doesn't know um the answer the jack and me will get to have a crack at it and basically it's then the the points are counted for the co-hosts as a team and versus luke very good the and if and if luke comes up short he has to admit on air that this isn't his favorite trilogy (laughs) well he needs then officially downgraded to (laughs) 4.5 oh unofficial you lose to find coming up short mate (laughs) you lose half a half a star oh that's harsh yeah we'll see I, i i have the feeling that None of my questions are going to be hard enough mm. for because you don't want them too, too annoyingly. Like question no, one: because... What was the thirty-sixth word of dialogue? <laughs> yeah, Meriadoc. Qu- question one: How many how many towels are there in the second film? <laughs> right. Towels. No, this... I'm joking. All right. I, yeah, I thought, I thought you said towels as well. <laughs> no, it's quite a few actually. All right, should we, are we ready for question one? Q one, Luke. We know what we know what's going on. It's, uh, we're gonna we're gonna Matt. We're gonna need some some game show music. For yeah, this, no worries for the edit. I'll get some sword and a little like, bing or ah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Use that. Feel free to use that. But we'll but but, but take nervous. um take sound bites from the film. I don't know about, co- I don't know, about oh, co- yeah. I don't know oh, what just... Jamie would have to say about that. Oh fucking oh, yeah, that's true. Um, all right, question one. In Two Towers, how many shots do we see Legolas take of his bow while he's sliding down the stairs on his shield? <laughs> what? Wait, say it again. So Legolas jumps on the shield. He gets shots off. How many does yeah. he get off? How many does he fire while he's sliding down the stairs on his shield? I'm going to go three. It's four. Oh, no, wait. You didn't go to us. Matt, you didn't come to the... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That one's null and void. That was a practice. Okay. That's it. Matt, do you have a a, a backup question? question. That was a test. Yeah, I do have a a backup question. Off the top of my head. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Nick. Nick. (laughs) As Nick was going through the rules, I thought he's explaining that so clearly. For the, it's for, all right, for the don't audience, worry about it. don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, sorry, sorry. Question one, part two. Question one B. A. Okay, so in uh, in fellowship in Prance and Pony, when they're sat at the table, in one hand Sam has a beer, but what's he eating? Is that too, is that too much? Um, a chicken leg. 
like a drumstick. All right, now what do I say now? No, I'm going to pass it. Well, if I'm going to pass it, it over. You say it's correct. Incorrect. Fuck. Passing it over. And then between me and Nick now, is it whoever answers for Well, you're on the same team, so or? I guess you have a guess each. Is that right? Okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah, one Jack. guess each. Just so you're not constantly guessing. Just whisper, Nick, whisper the answer. <laughs> what do you think the answer is? Mate, guess! Peanuts. Uh, I would need to require an, I'm going an answer from Nick, please. I'm going for a pretzel. I'm going for a an pretzel. Answer from, <laughs> an answer from Jack, please. Uh, I'm just going to say bread, like loaf of bread. Close, Jack. Cheese. It's cheese. They've got bread and cheese in Prance and Pony. He's got a block of cheese in his hand. And he's eating. Is that on the menu or is it? that a special that's, hobbit? That's, uh, I, know, I think it's on the menu, yeah. What, a literal like wedge of cheese? Yeah, yeah, a bit of cheese. <laughs> If you made this up, <laughs> wait. We need to keep track of these okay. scores. Okay, Matt's done another okay. copy. So let's let's zero for everyone. Is there any, is yeah. Okay. Do you know what? I'll, I'm, I'll, I'm not sad about I'll, getting that one wrong. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, pretty okay. high level. Is someone keeping Jack, score? Do you want to go next? I'm, I'm cool, keeping score. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think mine are hard enough either, but. No, fuck it. We'll, we'll, we'll digress. Uh, Luke, what is the name of Aragorn's sword? Yes! Uh, it is... Mm, oh, fuck. It is Narsil. Pass to Nick and Matt. Oh! I know the name of his horse. Can I? Can, does that count? <laughs> he did use his horse as a sword in that one too. Um, Is that extended? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that. Shit. It's. I know it's too. Wait, I know it's two syllable. You- Pretty sure it's not one syllable. Which which sword is it? Are we talking? We're not talking. It's about- the mended one from the mend. Yeah, the the the, the, the taped up one. Yeah, <laughs> the fixed one. Um, he says it's, he mentions it to the Ghost King, doesn't he? Yeah, whoever holds the something. Uh, no, I'm just I'm just going by Lord of the Rings trivia. This is I really don't know where to start. I. Is, I think it's uh, I, I, I think it's NT N slash Gene. I don't know. That's my official answer. <laughs> what is yours? N slash N slash T. I know. I think they're the starting letters. I don't know. Boss. Uh, I don't know, man. Go on, Jack. And and a real. Yeah. Oh, that's not in there. Again, not mad. <laughs> Luke's not having it. Okay, it's still zero zero. This is going good. Um, it's all good. All right. Okay. Maybe this this will be easier. Um, uh, two tower. Yeah. Hold on. Jack. Jack fucked it. Is Actually, it I'll give Luke. Un- I'll give Luke half a point. Oh, why? What? <laughs> why? Why? Because. Because. Was he close? <laughs> no, I'm. Go- I, I've, I've re-googled and and the the answer is still Re-googled. wrong. However. Um, 
I'm now on Lord of the Rings fandom. Yeah, what is it, mate? And just tell us. And it's the shards of Narsil, which was Isildur's sword. Yeah, that's so what that's, 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 yeah, that's, that's the it. That's it. Then I'll give yeah. I'll give you that. What? What? what okay. He doesn't. What he, is he, that thing? He, Screenshot that face and explain it to me in person. Technically, what is that face? Technically, Ar- Aragorn doesn't have the the sword in shard form, so it's not the shards yeah. of it. It's the actual. And bit. also, and also, but it's the same yeah, sword. Yeah, yeah. That um, is the sword. That's the name of the sword. Re- Hold on. So mad. Everyone so just human. shut the fuck up. Does Elrond not say as he gets the sword reforged that he gives a short monologue saying that this is Andrew forged from the Shards of Narsil? I'm pretty sure he does. Oh, Rewatch. The sword is called Narsil. Rewatch. The wow, shards it's not though, is it? are in the form that it is. It is at the moment because it is because in broken. the hands of in the hands of Aragorn, it's actually Anduril. So, oh, sorry, mate. I'll give that you is half. the harshest thing ever. I'll give you half. Hold no. on, I can no. just I can no. That's sorry, a full man, I'm, fucking I'm keep, point. I'm keeping track. I'm keeping track of points. That's a full point, mate. No, come on. Let me. We let's um reinvestigate. Let's hey, come on. It was it was question two from fifteen. We go back on. Oh. Yeah, because I want to fight this. <laughs> no. Let me get Come my copy on, up gonna... now. Let me get the. Let me, let me get the uh, monologue up now. Carry on. All right, you do that. I'm going to read we'll the just, next. Question. We'll just go. Look, we'll just go whether it was week. whether it was renamed or not, Narsil should be an acceptable answer. Well, that, that's yeah, why I give you half a point. No, one. Because I didn't ask you what I didn't give. I didn't ask what Isildur's sword was called, did I? Nick, no. Nick ask you a question. No matter the no matter the injustice of the point system here, just for the record and for the public out there, the, my display of knowledge there was impeccable. <laughs> Do continue. <laughs> All right. Um, what is the kid's name that Aragon asks to give me uh, your sword in Helm's Deep? Oh Bonus point. What's his father's name? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Do you know which one I'm on about? Yeah, you. you I mean, you guys have all fucked me, but um, <laughs> I'll have a go. Uh, <sighs> I think it is my hardest one. Uh, Fuck. Haldin. Nikki. It's close. Very close. What was it? Right. You've got to pass it on. Oh, uh, I, I think you've got to give this straight to Matt because you. we spoke about this last week. I oh, still shit, don't know. I, did, yeah. I still actually don't know the answer. Luke, what, Luke, what did you say? Haldin. Haldin. Melvin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Melvin, son of. <laughs> Marvin. Uh, Luke, you were actually really close. No, oh, Matt, no, are you having a real no, guess? No, I really don't. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. It's Halleth uh, or Haleth, okay, I son of Hama. Hard. Right. Well, that was really fucking close, All right. mate. Qu- Haleth, question, son of Hama. Question three, Luke. While drinking in the forest before he grows taller, how tall does Pippin say he initially is? <laughs> I oh, think I know the answer. Wait, this is extended. <laughs> That's extended. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. should know this. You, Come you on. This. You've seen all the appendices. 
Hang on. Who? Merry or Pippin? Pippin. So he says he says two heights. He says the one he yeah. is, takes a drink, and then says he's another one. What's the first height that he says? Uh, four foot seven. <laughs> Pass on. Three foot six. <laughs> Nick. Three foot three. <sighs> oh, it's three foot seven. Jack. Oh, it, come on, I was he's close. He's three seven. Put, and then he takes it and then he goes pushing three eight. He could have known in centimeters. Jack. Jack, question. Um, <laughs> okay. I in- feel like there's a giant <laughs> narsil up my arse. This is hard. I didn't know. In how many pieces was narsil broken into under the statue? Mm. I have an educated guess. Um, five. Let's go five. Uh, Nick and Matt. Six. Let's go seven. Correct. Oh, yeah, Matt's correct. It's six. I would have guessed this five as well because yeah, you I would, get, I would have guessed five. You get the sure. outside and then <laughs> below and then this the smaller is. one above. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my internet's. Oh, oh. No, you're oh, good. My Hello? internet's. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, it's looking a little bit shaky, and it's gone. Goodbye. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... My last three questions are actually... I think you should get the last three. So it's one to one at the moment. It's my turn, right? Mm -hmm. Wait, one? What? Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, no, still, mate. (laughs) Yeah, no, still, mate. Um... What is the gathering of the Ent called? Uh, the Ent Moor. Moors. Jack? Don't know. No idea. Wait, I wasn't right. No. It's very close. <laughs> oh, um... Oh, no, hold mate. on. It's alright, mate. You've... <laughs> you had your guess, Jack. Have you had your guess? You also had uh, your I have no mate. idea. I, I, had no, I, uh, I had no idea. The the more the more they are. <laughs> can I just can I just say it before you say it? Yeah, go on. Is it the end moot? It is. Yeah. Oh fuck you! What do we do now? Yeah. Like, what do we do now? It's all right. Wrong. It's all right. It's the un- people know. I, the people know. Wrong. I know. Well, the people know. I know. Should, which is should we give? Important. Should we give Luke that? Come on, let's give him half a point. All right. He, he seems right. No, don't, agitated. Don't. I don't want to. I don't no. want this. The mood. Don't to, worry. Don't worry about the it. Sour. The sour. The people know. The listeners know. Yeah. Give him half point. All three of all right, them. Quit. Uh, my, it's my go. Isn't it? Is it my go? Question. It's your go. Yeah. Yep. It's you. During. Um, okay. During Bilbo's party. There's an opportunity for a, uh, a bonus point here, Luke, as well. During Bilbo's part, 111th birthday, in the Fellowship, thank you. He's he's telling a stare, scary story to little kids. What monsters does he speak of? That's the question. And how many of them are there? That's the bonus. Do you know what bit? Uh, three three trolls. Yeah. Yeah. Two points. Well done. Oh. That's in the Hobbit, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, that's in the yeah. Hobbit as well. 
said this. Yeah. The, the, but then, but then in the fellowship, they um they they spend the night underneath the trolls, don't they? The stone yeah. trolls. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, this is this is this is two episodes ago. But carry on with the quiz. Sure. Oh, yeah. it's my go. <laughs> um, who becomes king of Rohan after Theoden dies? King. Hmm. Yeah. No, not king. Queen. Queen. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Because he's, he <laughs> says that to her. Jack is like, oh, fuck, that's not what I got. Jack, what, what have you got? <laughs> oh, Jack's dodgy Wikipedia. Also, I'm, I'm just, just having like... a, a dialogue with my opponent here. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, Jack, you're fucking Jack, rubbish. Jack, Jack light up with his Google. <laughs> oh, shit. No, I, yeah, no, no, Matt, we're passing it to you. All right. It is. Awesome. Grima. I don't know any names. Aomer. <laughs> Aomer. Well, he passes it to. When does in the film does Aomer become king? Uh, when, when, I don't know. This is when is, this is in, in the, the universe of uh, Lord of the Rings. No, I said it needs it's to be in the films, movies. Oh, and man, if we're going by the... the movies, he leaves it to Aowyn. <laughs> he does. Queen, he says, not king. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Queen. Jack, you need to Google, Google it up again. <laughs> so what happens that then? So <laughs> I'm giving you a point. So the Lord, Lord of the Ring fandom says that uh, following the battle, Aemir and his men went back to Edoras to attend the affairs of the kingdom, returning later to bear the body of Thaedon back to the home of Beryl, where Aemir becomes king. I can only I can only go on what Lord of the Rings fandom says. Not the movies, is it? But he he tells Eowyn in before As, he dies look, that she, if this podcast has taught us anything, is that the books and the movies are very different. Yeah, if it in the films movies. he gives it to Eowyn. Is it expressed at all in the film that it would be passed on to um, the bloke, Jack? No. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just googled Lord of the Rings questions <laughs> a couple well, sorry, of hours before we enter this podcast. Do maybe add movies. Not done. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm go- I'm gonna go with the next next question. I also just just realized that this is really shit for audio listeners, but I'm sending you a picture now. <laughs> who's this? Is pay- this, is who's this? Stuff. this is great. <laughs> it's paywall stuff. We'll put it on. Who is this? We don't need to know the name. We need to know the the scene. Are you able? What, what's this on WhatsApp? I need to know the what. The the scene. Oh, what scene is it? Uh, this is the beacons. Yes. Let's have a look. The beacons are lit. Hold it up to the, the camera. What's the picture? Oh, very good. Nice. All right. All right. This is my final question, and it's an opportunity for three points. Oh. <laughs> so seems like no one's really gone by the rules. <laughs> oh, should I just? I can. I can make it one point. <laughs> Make it one point. All right. Okay. So, why not? (laughs) Fuck it. No, make it three. All right. But uh, but you have to get in order to get the the single point. You have to get. That's just harsh. All right. You have to get all three, and in the correct order. Yeah. Okay. So when Sam is saving Frodo from 
which call it the tower in Mordor. Remember, he's yeah. he was kidnapped. Kirithangle. Yep, he's yeah, he's the big shadow, and then it's just little old Sam, and he and he blasts away three people, and he goes and he says yeah. he dedicates each of his kills. There's three of them. Oh, <laughs> who does, oh, who does yeah. he dedicate them to, and in the correct order for the point? <laughs> Fuck me. Um, is it? Can I ask? Can I uh, inter- can I intervene or no? No. Let no. Luke have Do- his okay. Have his time in the sun. I mean, I know I think two of I them. Know. Two of them are obvious, but this the last one. What is the last one? I actually had to put subtitles on oh, to fuck. to know what was said because I never, I didn't pick it up. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Just the moral issue, halfway through. <laughs> it's impossible to make it here to hear what he says. <laughs> you know two of them. You got two points for sure. Is this- no, because I've got to get all of them for one. That's the thing. I'm, uh, it's, if, it's, if it's three points or one point. That's, that's why uh, one it- point is a bit harsh, because the third one is the hard one. Okay, is it... Oh, the third one's the hard one. That's a good, that's a good look. I remember the third one, Kaleos. <laughs> Is it that one's for Frodo? That's for the Shire. And that and is. Ah, <laughs> oh, shitting hell. I don't know, the ring. This podcast is going to be as long as the film. <laughs> it almost is. So, so can I, can I solve yeah, it? Then? Yeah, we're passing Luke. Got, have you got a guess? Do you want, do you want any guess, so it's, Luke? I said the ring. Okay. Yep. Um, so it's Frodo, Shire, and my old gaffer. Yeah. Oh, smashed it. All right, fair enough. Pew. Pew. Oh, nice. Fair enough. So was that three points, yeah? <laughs> or is that, how does that work? Uh, uh, that's what, winning now. <laughs> <laughs> how do we do that? I I I, I guess got two of them right. I mean, yeah, we can make out a three. Give us three and give Luke two, so the differentiation's only one. But that would be the same okay. as if it was just worth one point because there's still a one yep. point difference. Yeah. But it doesn't make us look so sad. Also, yep. Matt, that was your first fourth question, not your last I, one, because you what? you messed the the no, first one up. Uh, then I replaced it, didn't I? Yeah, but I mean, I've only asked three questions. Really. I've yeah. asked, I've asked five questions. Yeah, but, no, I don't think so. Yeah. All right, you do yours. I'll go through all mine that I've asked. It's five. Okay. Go on, then. What's the next one? It's Jack's turn. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to find this Elrond monologue. If I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll go. <laughs> I'm the bitter one now. <laughs> I've never heard um, that sentence said ever. I'm trying to find this Elrond monologue, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, right, uh, gonna... I mean, I don't think this. This I don't. Are you going, Nick, or is it me? I'll I can go. Elrond monologue. I, I can, can go, go too, but I'm not. Sh- I've got two left, but I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, if... Nick, you are right. I skipped one halfway through. Alright, go. Good, so good spot. Come on, Nick. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna send. A quick audio clip. Ooh. Ooh. Are we able to so play, give this, play? Give this a listen there. on your phones. 
Um, Actually, I'll, I'll dub it in if you want. Or whoever's editing, just dub this in. And what like we, we, we just. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Third, third movie. <laughs> What's the scene? And what, what am I supposed to say? What scene? Yeah. Or the setting, what, like, what's, what are we? Sorry, say again? What scene, yeah? Yeah, what are we Like, what's hearing? happening at the time? Exactly. Okay, hang on. There's a hint in there. Oh, fucking hell. I'm gonna guess. Is it the fight at the tower between the orcs? It, Nick, is oh, this on the group? Fucking... It's on the group. Alright, I need to get my phone. This is a shambles. Is it? Is this? Has this been passed on? I think so. So yeah. I have, I have a, a longer version. So if if you guys can't get it, we can. I'm gonna say um, when Gollum falls in the lava. No. Cool. Back to my Elrond monologue search. <laughs> so Jack said when um, Gollum falls into the lava map. But okay. Yeah, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, out of context, it's kind of hard. Find <laughs> In the in the third one, yeah, it's in the third movie. <laughs> I think I know what it is. All right, I'm gonna send the longer version, and then Luke, you're gonna get the first crack at it. I mean that the eel. Okay, you'll know. Don't it send it yet. I think. I'm... Okay. Don't send it yet. Go on, Matt. What's your guess? Oh, yeah, sure. Luke, I want to know what you're thinking. I'm not thinking a whole lot, to be honest. Should I send the next one? The longer one? Oh. Well, Matt hasn't guessed. Okay, it. sorry. Is it. Alright, I'm going to guess now. Uh, is, is it. Um, when they. When the, when the orcs are charging. Do you know the, the, the pre city before. Ministerith and the orcs come on the on the water there. No, no. Alright. Oh, that's mm -hmm. a great shout though. Alright, here comes the the five second version. We'll drop that in as well. Oh god. It's when Gothmog steps out of the way. That's right. What is it? It's what? It's, uh, yeah. Do you know what else? What do you know what else it is? It's the the changeover of discs on the extended DVD <laughs> is exactly this moment. He <laughs> Gothmog steps out of the way of the of the rock and 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 a troll looks at him and he goes, hmm? uh, <laughs> and that's the noise. Shit, right. I should have known that. Well done, got it though. Anyway. Well done. Um. 
Oh, I have a question. Because <laughs> this, this is a quiz. If looking at the map of Middle Earth, which direction do the hobbits take to reach Mordor? Uh, well, it's uh, southeast. Wait, from yeah, the Shire, correct. yeah? Yeah. Yeah, southeast. From the Very Shire, good. yeah. Towards Greenwich. <laughs> yeah. From westward to Greenwich. <laughs> okay, I've got Man. my I've got my extra question. What what is Pippin's familial relation to Frodo? He's my second cousin on the on on, on my mother's side. Yeah. Hold on. Smashed it. Um right, I got another oh fuck yeah. I forgot. I got another image. <laughs> it's going to the God. it's going to the it's going to the group. Mm-hmm. Um, so this okay. is zoomed in. Easy. Yeah, this is when Arwen drops the book. Fuck's sake. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well done. And this is this is what is, this is, what is, this is that when book? Arwen's Al, monologue. It follows this when he says, "The sword will be forged into Underrule from Nasril." Hmm. Sweet. Um, what is that book exactly? Why is she? What? What's she reading? Or is it it's just Collins Dictionary? <laughs> it's Twilight translated. How to telepathically communicate? I don't know. They read books and they? they're knowledgeable. Okay. I thought it was. <laughs> they're, they're knowledgeable. She drops it very profoundly. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord of the Rings slow. <laughs> right. Oh, that looks similar to the um, secret entrance to Mines That's what I Moria, thought. No? That's what I thought as well. I thought it looked similar to the flag that she peeks out from behind at the end. <laughs> <laughs> the one that she's carrying herself. Yeah. <laughs> right, we, uh, have we got any more? No. no. I think that's done? it, right? Luke, Luke won out on that, didn't he? Yeah, nine yeah. and a half to four. Oh. Well done, mate. Well done. Uh, nine and a half to four. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? To you. Four right and nine and a half right. No, you got nine and a half, we got four. Did I? Nine and a half? Yeah, mate, that was that that (laughs) three-pointer. Give you two points for that three-pointer. Why not? (laughs) Three. Fade away. Uh, Sick. Um... Right, what else oh, do we well, need to oh, do? Cheers, lads. That was fucking fun. And yes. I do. To be fair, I'd rather the questions be fucking shit hard than shit easy. Mm. Mm. And they were they were difficult. Yeah, they were difficult. Like, um, we know the standard of I've question learned, now. I've learned something, which is yeah. If anybody goes close to those questions on Star Wars, I'm going to fuck you up because I <laughs> <laughs> absolutely die. I've got some good ones for you. <laughs> Um, right, are we doing what are we doing? Christmas picks. Christmas mm-hmm. picking. So next week we're going to do Christmas Christmas movie because it's Christmas uh, coming around. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to put. Um, <laughs> what are you guys putting as a pick? Oh God, I, I, I thought I was going to be the only one who hadn't made a Christmas pick. Uh, I, I, I have pick. things. I'm going to back it. I'm going to base it on what 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 what's in. Just just go for any any tone. I think a real mixture in tone. Okay. Just anything you want. I'm going to do Bad Santa. <laughs> I'm going to do The Grinch. I'm Grinch. going to do Harry Potter. Which one? And the Philosopher's <laughs> Stone. 
Harry Potter one. I'm gonna do Passion um, of the Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do Fellowship of the Rings. That's fine. Ah shit, I've never seen it. I'm gonna put Krampus. Um, has anybody seen oh, that? Okay. Is that shit? No, oh, I haven't seen that. It? Okay, it's Christmassy, I think. I Is that a few years that. old? One, two, three. Grinch. No, shit, Harry Potter 1. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a joke pick. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, uh... We were watching Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake, Jack. <laughs> Jack. Jack next week is hosting Harry Potter on the possible start. <laughs> Costumes ready, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> As if it could oh, get worse. As if we're going from Lord of the Rings to Harry Potter back oh, to back. Uh, I wanted something different, Jack. <laughs> well, at least we're going to talk about wizards again. <laughs> Fucking hell. I don't want to do Harry Potter. What yes. an anti-climax. I found pressure to pick a film. Redo the pick. Redo the pick. Redo, Redo the, the pick. pick. Redo, the pick. Redo the pick. I don't, I don't Jack, want to do it something myself. Else give, us, give us a different... Give me a, about, give me some. You've got Love Actually, Classic Christmas. Seen it already, mate. I don't want to see it again. You've got Just Friends, Classic Christmas. <laughs> what about stuff like Die Hard? Yeah. It's a Wonderful Life. Say that. Say, it's a Wonderful Life. I thought about that. Uh, and The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, good show. Okay. I'll do that. Okay, cool. Then, then. All All right. Right. But it has to be my pick again. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. Krampus. Krampus. Oh, okay. We're doing Krampus. I literally know nothing about this film. I'm down for that. It's new. It's new. It's new. It's After fresh. watching the thing that I've watched the most, let's watch something new. <laughs>